Hey Skyfarers and welcome to Aethercast, the Cowden Overlords channel and podcast, where today we have got some reinforcements from the Skyport Barrack Just Play. Um, <laughs> reinforcements to help us fight the Dirty Elves. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a little chat about lists and their approach to list building with KO. But before we do, let's get to know the guys a bit better and have a little chat about the news and stuff. So, well, there's a lot of people to introduce once. So I'll, I'll start with Max. because you, you know who Max is. That'll do. <laughs> Go part. Hello. Sorry, Max. <laughs> That's the best intro you get today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, uh, who should I do next? Let's do Tom. Tom. Hi. How's it going? Welcome aboard. You are our... Destruction, bro, for tonight. <laughs> I am, I am, I am. Yes. Our uh, Bundo Whale Biter. <laughs> <laughs> More than you'll know, mate. <laughs> uh, how are you, Tom? Yeah, really good. Yeah, really good. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually quite excited about talking about something other than destruction because that's that's what I get tagged on on Twitter. So yeah. nice to talk about some uh, some stunty guys. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Uh, well, we all do love the stunty guys. And uh, moving on down to the, uh, just below me there, we have Richie. Welcome to the show, Richie. Richie Hello, everyone. Just play. How are yeah. you, Richie? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for having me on. Um, I was very excited to see there was a dedicated, you know, channel to talk about Cardron Overlords since it is my favourite army. So I can't wait to, uh, yeah, get chatting about it and, Share some tidbits and learn some stuff from you guys too. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure we can we can learn from you as well. So. That's all. So hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, in, in the bottom right of your screen here, we have uh, Mr. James Tinsdale. Hi, oh, nice to see everybody. It's good to be here, isn't it? And I like Richie. I'm very in for a dedicated KO channel. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need more dedicated channels. Like they should yep. be dedicated. Agreed. I could couldn't support that more. I mean, if, I, if anything, I'd have one for each barrack. And specifically yeah. <laughs> barrack people for that barrack. And that would be it. And if, would you, you, if you wanted news from that barrack, you'd have to go to that skyport and listen. <laughs> and would you leave, would you head up barrack now then? No, but I would help Brock as much as I could. <laughs> barrack now, uh, ten views. Barrack Zilfen, like. 100k views, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Barrett Nars, the home of anti weather science people, okay? Yeah. Do you want to share everyone your t shirt as well? I do. I'm the only one who came on with the KO t shirt, so. Yeah, you know, we don't have I've got, got Stunty Guy. I've got Stunty Guy. Yeah. Same. I've actually just ordered a, a Brock one as well. So, yeah, I have a Dwarden belly under my t-shirt, but I'm not going to show. Yeah. I have that as well. Which is, you do have, that's why you have to do the lean forward, isn't it? So you look like yeah. you're hiding it the best you can. <laughs> and uh, hello to everyone in the chat as well. We've got Jay Derfu, uh, Andrea, Speedy Davies as well. Hi to all of you. Um, let's, well, there isn't really news, is there? Well, so we'll get hopefully a lot of news next week. Uh, Monday is the news. With, there is a, a, with a full, news. A full uh, week of reveals. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet we'll see a lot of Soulblight and maybe Broken Realms news on Monday. Mm-hmm. 
And maybe, maybe uh, on Saturday, some news about the new edition of Age of Sigmar. Mm, yeah. Or it's just been Warhammer Fest on or, Saturday, isn't it? So. Or new Space Marines, right? So. Yeah, or a new Primaris. <laughs> I think you've been pretty hopeful. <laughs> like, I'm pretty hopeful. Well, I mean, there's only a new Dragon Sword. So, new KO. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it would be cool. Maybe one, one miniature mm. that we can use in KO. And over yeah, toward the armies. We can KO miniatures that aren't KO, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's like with a white beard, you know, and yeah. a big axe. That's the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, there's no, I mean, the only real news is the article today, since, well, at least since our last show, which doesn't really say anything. It's just a roundup of what's happened so far. Uh, the Broken Realms roundup. Yeah. Yeah. As saying that, well, so I, don't, I don't do law, right? What mm. has the Duard? I, I don't do, I embarrassingly don't do law. I'd love to, <laughs> I don't make time to read books or whatever anymore. So, what has Duarden's role been in Broken Realm so far? Well, oh, it's mostly been KO, it's mostly been yeah, KO, actually. Mostly good, for, good for the show. There hasn't been a bit of fire there was a little mention of Dispossessed at the beginning because mm. they. They when Marafi attacked uh, Anvil Guard and took that over, there was some um, Ironworld Arsenal guys. So I, I assume they're Dwarden. There could have been some humans as well. They sort of went and got to this. There's a cogfort outside, and so then they were like charging in. You know, that was like full steam ahead, shooting a load of stuff and, until it until Marafi herself attacked it. Uh, right. Mm. That and that's so that's the only non KO. What what did the fire sites do, Max? I can't remember. Well, they had some war schools in the last book, so I bet there's some little story excuse for yeah. for that in there. Okay. But uh, on the two on the two plus tough with is he didn't mention and I didn't read the book. It must. <laughs> I only I only funny. consume his videos because that's like yeah. I'm not going to buy a, a full. Yes, exactly. You know, I I need to do that, but the problem for me is, I think, <laughs> what if I've missed something? You know, what if he's decided not to say something? I'm like a bad completionist, so it just stops me just like picking up, mm. you know, a book at some point to have a read because I'm like, oh no, what I need to know if anything happened, you know. Mm. And and he does, he does not cover everything because he, he doesn't want to spoil like the book. He still he does the major read plot points. So he does the major stuff, but it's it's still like I, I might even read the, the Bellacore book because there's like mentioning of KO stuff and mm -hmm. and then who what I believe is Grominal people say are is Grogni in the end the little dwarf that scares Bellacore away. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I might I might read through that last chapter. The KO stuff has been there's well, there's been two things. The first thing was when Neferata was trying to destroy a realm gate or whatever her, um, yeah, her she was doing, basically she went they into Shimon. the realm of Shimon from yeah. being suffocated in death bell check yeah with the heroic sacrifice <laughs> in the dark yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that's it because <laughs> <laughs> then she lives doesn't she so they have more yeah, she, she's able to yeah. take Eleanor in, in the pub and the tavern so Eleanor, yeah. Eleanor only learns of it because of her sacrifice yeah, yeah and, and doesn't she reappear also in the she's in the latest, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the latest book mm -hmm. she, the she, they are in they are in Bellacore. yeah yeah the, the latest book basically Bellacore attacks what's the name of the city vindicarum vindicarum on top of the volcano mountain whatever it is 
and they're being slaughtered and then the KO come in and save the day. Um, yes. I bet you guys do. That's what, that's what KO do. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the safest thing we can say is we've done more than destruction and all this, haven't we? So, <laughs> so far. Anyways, so far, I mean, yeah. I mean, Godric's still en en route to some weird city mm. with everyone. Yeah, like, they're still though, they're still walking. It's, it's like the Lord of the Rings film. There's stuff happening in battles, and then it switches, and it's just Frodo and Sam wandering off in Mordor, like for another two hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what uh, they are. Honestly, every, every book I've opened, right, and I've been like, oh yeah, Broken Elves, yeah, so excited, yeah. And then you then you read a little bit, like, there's nothing here for me. And then I just wait for the next one, and the next one comes out. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 Broken Elves too. Yeah, so excited. Yeah, open up again. Oh, there's nothing here for me. And like, <laughs> by by this point, I'm just a bad wife. Like I'm just I'm waiting for the form. Gonna open up the form. Nothing happens. I'm like, right, well, I'll be I'll be absolutely gutted if nothing happens with destruction. In, uh, I mean, what what is Kragnos? Like, if if he's an elf, I think we're all dying. <laughs> like, we're talking about this Kinoffy thing, and I'm like, oh come on, like, yeah, give me something, anything. I I I take a grot at this point. Just anything. <laughs> Well, that was uh, one of the interesting things, actually, which I, I don't, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but in the Warhammer community article from this evening, I thought it strange that they said, what is Kragnos, rather than who is Kragnos? Well, he is a god, or a, a celestial being, or, or what is he? Is he a, a god beast, or? Hmm. Well, maybe Apparently, he's the guy from, from Beastgrave, like, hmm. the god that was buried underneath that. Yeah. Who knows? So, so. We'll maybe it's all a um, a misdirection, and then Kragnos isn't the name of a character. It refers to something else, like mm. Necroquake isn't a name of a character. Like it's what happens because they've all all the books have been a name of a character. So mm. maybe it's not. I don't know. Ooh. I think it probably is just a name of a character. But... Yeah. <laughs> but are, are we sure that Kragnos is the last book? Yes, they said that in the article. That is the one thing they did oh. say, I think. So no Grumrindle Broken Realms book. <laughs> Although, because well, I'm saying people, that, because someone shared w, a picture. You're missing, you're missing major sales here. Mm -hmm. Someone me. shared a picture in a WhatsApp chat, and they had underlined a bit saying it was the final book, and then something else. But then when I went on the articles, I couldn't see that bit of text that they'd underlined. Uh, from, so unless it's from a different uh, article, Martin Martin Orlando did that. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's from a different article, but then I couldn't see a different article. I don't know. Or an older one. Because they deleted it. Game so, uh, like Curse City. <laughs> 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 so I don't know. Um, okay. Well, that, that's the news then. That's probably the quickest news section we've ever done. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so much happening. That's it. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of rumors going on for AOS three, but let's. <laughs> Not jump into that rab rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. You guys talk about the new silver death bottle? No. Is that, is that news? <laughs> like, we don't, we don't, don't do that here. <laughs> we talk about the like two close holes, isn't it? Yeah. Is that still technically an elf, is it? That's it's yeah. kind of. He's it's an insect, isn't it? So, or in, he's, he's got lice. He's got lice. Yeah, he's got lice. Weird stuff on like, like, he's like supposed to float through, I don't know, the woods. The undergrowth. How does he do that with that thing on his head? Like, how does he not get just stuck in branches and entangled with his pants? Yeah, just too much, too much going on on that model. No, I think. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot going. Yeah. On. It's a cool pose, and 
I like that they get something new for those people who play three mm -hmm. people. But it's just yeah, it's like I mean, it's, you model, can it's really good. We'll put all this on the top, and then we'll put all this on the base as well. It's like, uh, I mean, the base you can always change, and the top yeah, stuff yeah. just like with all elves, just take the hat, the hat off or the head off, <laughs> whatever you prefer. <laughs> Stupid cow helmets and whatever they have, yeah. take, take it off and put something else on. Yeah. Hobby okay, wow. so I mean, if that's the news, let's uh, get to know you guys a bit better. So my first yep. question for you is, what exactly is just play to you guys? Because it seems to me it's several different things. So first and foremost, what is it? Richie? Yeah, I guess I'm probably going to have the most different answer, right? Um, so it's, it's the, the store that I, I own and run, basically. So it's my livelihood. Um, as which I get okay, so I guess which come from you know a love of gaming, right? You know, me and Ian, um, mm -hmm. when we opened the shop together, it was because we started playing some sort of game together. Um, mm -hmm. like it was actually Gates of Antares, which is a science fiction war game made by Rick Priestley. You know, it was like he made 40k, this is his new vision, and it was it's a fine game, but it's not Warhammer, so no one plays it, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, like instead of just like buying some models in a figure case, it sort of escalated into a lot more, <laughs> like an entire shop and a new job for me and whatnot. So yeah, it's great. But, you know, from that, you know, it was all about, you know, making a great place to play in Liverpool, which at that time we felt there wasn't. So yeah, and then we've met the likes of um, Tom, James and a ton of other people through, through that. So Because mm -hmm. yeah, it's also effectively a team as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like in age for Age of Sigma, yes, you know, and I think because that rolls down so much because it's the game that I love, you know, so it's a little bit more at the forefront um, compared to some other things. You know, actually, mm -hmm. Team Just Play really started in X-Wing. You know, those guys were out, you know, doing really, really well. There was tons of them. They got to so many events. When X-Wing was in, it's like massive boom, you know, where 500-player events everywhere. Um, they were out representing us in the shirts you will have seen and that's where it all really started from like lots of us sport team just play shirts at that point you know magic the gathering guys who were going to things and um, all sorts of all sorts of games guild ball we were doing all sorts mm. but um obviously from you guys and the lads here it's it's become major sigmar and that's certainly recently where the team has been the most successful as well so yeah i think for for I don't, know, I don't want to speak for Jim, but Jim brought me into Just Play. Uh, we used to play in um, Liverpool Games Workshop. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I live in Bolton, so I'm 30, 40 miles away. But um, I just, I'd be in Liverpool all the time. So it was a case of like, you know, I'll, I'll bring my stuff and we'll go play in the local GW. Um, and it just didn't really work out for us. Um, we were just playing against ourselves. We weren't getting any better. Um, so yeah, Jim discovered that opposite his old house um, was just play. So we went down for a couple of games and went to a tournament, um, and then yeah, just went from there. We just kind of got, um, you know, in, just you know, got into, into the into the team, and yeah, just kind of spiraled from there really. Cool. Indoctrinated into the cult. 
so. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> That's how it feels. Yeah. At, this, so, at this point, I think Richie's a bit of a Pied Piper, so, you know, if he, <laughs> he tells us to kill something, we, we, we're we at him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> as long as that thing is elves, then it's okay. <laughs> so, I mean, as because as, uh, as a team goes, is there like a selection process or is it just more of like anyone that wants to be in the team can? Is it like uh, a community or is it? No, not at all. Anyone can join in. You know, it's it, it's more the guys who come down Thursday nights, whatever nights of the week, and play just Sigmar together as a group. That's all mm. it's about. You know, we don't uh, don't exclude no one. It's actually like quite a tough thing to imagine in some ways because obviously some people are more successful than others and mm. some people want different things out of the game than others. But ultimately, we all want to go and do things together. So, uh, I guess, for example, recently, me and Jim played on Team um, Team Keen and Brotherhood. You know, for one of ridiculously competitive events um, that was, a, however many years ago it was now with the pandemic and whatnot. But you know, we played on a, a super team. You know, and that wasn't bred from from anything. Dodgy, really. It was like, you know, we at that time, me and Jim were the ones going to all the tournaments, right? You know, we were always at them, you know, and there'd be some other people along, and it's grown to be a lot more people coming along. But at the time, we knew we wanted to play with some other people. We fancied doing some team events, Team England, etc. So we were talking to uh, Laurie and Steve, Steve a lot, and we said, oh, when something comes up, we'll do something together, you know, and then it was six. So then, yes, we went and found some good people to play with. But now... This year, I'm like, you know, what are we going to do? You know, we're going to play as a, as, a, as a club, you know, because there's so many more of us. And we'd booked to go to Warhammer World uh, to their team events last year, which obviously cancelled. And I think we were taking 12 of us, but we split into, you know, three different teams. And I, I led a team, Jim led a, Jim led a team, Ian was leading a team. And, you know, we were all just spreading the love around, really. So... Mm. Yeah, like like to involve everybody, you know. It's um it's all for the best. So yeah. So it's more it's more of a case of it's a community and a friendship group and you just give yourselves a name, which obviously is just the name of the show. Is it, is it not new, is it? You know, it's something that has yeah. been done for such a long time. Um listen to an interview with 40k chap called Neil Kerr the other day. He's like the head judge of the ETC, you know, really influential guy in 40k and he was telling his story and his was bred from 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 his point of view at least him starting that entire type of thing at, at wargaming tournaments you know mm -hmm. they were doing it first with some team i don't know the names and everyone's seen that and wanted to get involved and wanted to go to events and you know he sort of said that there was a big turning point for wargaming and how much fun and the camaraderie, camaraderie that went along with it so yeah like it's good isn't it yeah, you guys play, you, obviously, like you guys have put something together with the Ethercast guys, yeah, and you guys are all over the show, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't say we're all over the show, but I mean, no, like, I mean, all I mean, location wise, yeah. right? You don't, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah, so that's, I mean, it makes doing things a bit more complicated, really, <laughs> because I mean, Kron's not here because he's, um. he's at yeah, a tournament at the moment, yeah, Brit Brit Samuel, right? Yeah, so but yeah, when. Avercast first started, they were Max wasn't involved. It was me, Cron, and Hayden Holmes. So there was one myself in the UK, Cron in Australia, and Hayden was in New Zealand. And we had another guy called Dan, who because originally it was just the guys that were the admins on the Facebook group. 
as there's another guy called Dan who was living in Texas at the time, but he never really made it onto the show because of kids and stuff. Um, And then through various changes and, you know, people's real life circumstances. And, you know, we've recruited Max who's in Germany and we've still got uh, Corona Hayden um, had to sort of stop playing for a while and stuff. But yeah, it's always been very international for for cast. And you're there cheering your man on now, obviously in, in Brizzy, am I right? I've been following on Twitter. Are they getting along? Yeah. And that he's, he's doing pretty well, isn't he? So, yeah, I don't even know to be honest. <laughs> he's <laughs> he week? we should have mentioned it in the news actually. Really, um, he's got he's 2 1 at the moment. Um, oh, he okay. lost his second game, which is a shame. Well, shame he's trying to uh, trying a slightly different list to what he okay. normally runs. So, mm. I don't know, I don't know too if that's man, had too many arguments on it or <laughs> well, the too many Arcanos, he's got less than some of the lists we're going to look at in a bit. Uh, he's, not, he's not got enough, he's not got enough. Actually, some tiny things I thought I would, I would have done differently, you know, when you're in the, mm. the real deep, deep looking at it, like, but it looks solid to me, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's cool list. So, um, I mean, I don't know whether it's just, you know, that one game so far was, uh, I can't even remember who it was against. He, he, he beat, he's beat Deacon. Twice he's beat Deacon twice, and which is a hard I've never beat Deacon, so like he's doing something sweet there. He lost to oh, I think it was two. I think it'll come to me. Fantastically prepared as always. I'm oh, sorry, I'm springing this, I'm springing this out. I was just uh, <laughs> Twitter's the one thing I'm on, you know, the most. So yeah. you guys are just new, just new, new to the old Twitter, are you? Yes, uh, yeah. new as in like two days or something. <laughs> I, I don't so know. new that I can't even find my own tweets. Well, I say my own tweets. Hey, it's, the the Avercast account. It is an absolute head wrecker. Like <laughs> I wake up to like fifty notifications. I'm like, what? What? Why am I? Ta- why am? What's this got to do with me? You know. It's like, yeah. at, at some point, someone mentioned the model I painted, and it's like, right. No, I I leave all the organizational thing to Lee. He's doing a great <laughs> job. He's doing all the design and and slides and everything. And I'm just here to give my yeah, man. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the thumbnails and everything. Man, it looks great. Yeah, that's so, that's Lee. He does. I can't it. Find really, it. really, really looks sweet. I can't actually find the tweets. <laughs> um, but uh, so I can't remember who we, who we lost against. But uh, no, I don't know whether it's because he's trying a new list that he's not quite so used to playing or whether it was you know just unlucky mm. with the the way it went and stuff because he he tabled the opponent i remember that he tabled the yeah. opponent but lost on points that was right um, yeah so classic classic yeah classic ko so yeah i mean fleshy to courts heavy flyer. oh yes that was it fresh air fresh air yeah. yeah um yeah con doesn't have okay. much luck against flesh eater courts no. Some reason. They're all right against us, though, right? Like they're mm. super fast. They got loads of teleporting, mm. loads of ways to move if you're playing um, blister skin and that. Like I think they're, I think they're all right. You know, yeah, they they, they fall over a bit, but yeah. you know, if you don't take a unit of flares down, they start resing them or something. That can be yeah. a pretty miserable. That's what I was about to say. Start get, bringing get, stuff. Get back. rid of the heroes, and then it's easy from there on. Yeah, yeah. kill the heroes. Yeah. yeah. And they all fly. So it's weird yeah. like for me because there's loads of things that we're really good against them at. But yeah, 
I also think they're pretty good against us in some ways. Mm. So yeah, yeah, the, sum- the summoning can screw you over if they mm. start appearing behind you on the yeah. on the left and on the right, and then you don't have enough units to mm. take care of everything. I guess it's the fast, aren't they? Right, and that does get us. So mm. yeah, yeah. So and then you mentioned uh, Tom about the, f- the tournaments and stuff. So obviously that's another thing that just play is is that you're essentially TOs as well. Richie's a TO. Um, we're just the ones that mess it up for him uh, <laughs> by rolling dice and making him keep scoring and stuff. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we do one days all the time. Um, well, well, pandemic, you know, before that. Um, but yeah, we, we do one days every month and there's two, two, two days. Is that right, Richie? Yeah, up, up and down. Yeah, depending on scheduling. But yeah, you know, we'd like to try and do one or two bigger ones. And um, yeah, but it'd be a lot different now. You know, we, we, we announced today that we've um, doubled our gaming space in store. We hired a whole other floor. So yeah, we've got a lot more space. Um, we can do bigger tournaments. Um, yeah, like so, yeah, we, we, we run a bunch of stuff and we come in quite like. Uh, heavy-handed, ham-fisted, you know, with the tournament scene, really, you know, wasn't the greatest reception because me and Ian are quite, um, we want some to do something, we sort of make it happen for ourselves, right? You know, I don't, if I want to play a game and there's no one playing it, I, I just find people to play it, you know, make it happen, you know, we're, mm-hmm. you know, quite proactive. So, yeah, we come in like a ham, you know, heavy-handed in the scene to start with, like, voicing our opinions on tournaments and whatnot. And, you know, I'd like to think at least we, you know, Back it up a little bit into our own things as well. So, yeah, I uh, I enjoyed the tournament side of things. I obviously organising them. It's good fun. Yeah, I was going to mention that actually. The the phrase I was going to use was uh, "you ruffled a few feathers." Yeah, yeah. I just realised actually we're getting a bit of an echo from yourself. I'm sure. um, well, I'm not sure. Uh, my my room is. Uh, sorry, my room is quite echoey. It's like empty. It's an office I've just built, so yeah. it's not got all the home comforts in yet. So it wasn't too bad. So we'll carry on and see how it is. Um, in fact, it seems to have gone now. Yeah. So cool. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Well, that's that fixed that then. Yeah. So you ruffled a few feathers, I think, when you come on the scene. Um, and I, I, I wasn't on Twitter back then, and I think it was mostly on Twitter and stuff. But it seemed to come from a fact of you come from 40k, you were playing 40k quite a lot, weren't you? Uh, no, 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 I, I was playing mm-hmm. nothing really. Um, Magic the Gathering, I guess, was the last game I was playing before oh, that. Yeah. I would just say that we are not new to playing in gaming tournaments, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so I guess that, that's why we have you know opinion on a lot of these things, so yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember back because you talked about it on your podcast because that's one of the other things that just uh, just plays is you used to you were running a podcast for a while as well, um, which seems to have been taken over by YouTube now. But, yeah, it's just um, a bit of a around to uploading a lot of that stuff onto you know the podcast yeah. as well. But yeah, yeah, it was most podcast I would say where where we attracted um, yeah whatever some flack, ruffle mm. some feathers. You said it quite right, so. Yeah, well, that's what I was trying to because I remember you discussing it on there, and that was mm. what I'm trying to remember back to how you just sort of described it. But it seemed to come from the perspective of you had a vision of how you thought things should be, and you weren't afraid to just say that. And 
to basically not worry about well this is the way people do it so we have to do it that way yeah so the the question is is do you take the same approach to list building and armies um pe so personally yes i'd like to th i'd like to think so <laughs> i i at least like to go through the whole like process myself like i will quite try and avoid taking like that early stuff in like i'm not in very many whatsapp groups and stuff like that um i like to i don't i like to like look the you know like, okay perfect example i don't read any spoilers i don't see what everyone else posts i get the book i read it i come up with some stuff and i'm like right what's everyone doing you know mm -hmm. it's nice to know like if you sort of get close to the mark um or not and then but equally, like I have absolutely no problem in just like netlisting anything. You know, again, <laughs> from magic, I'm from a Magic the Gathering background. There's a lot of people in that game, particularly there's professionals. There's a lot of people I'm spending a hell of a lot more time than I'm ever going to do about it. And you know, I'm an older guy, my father, I'm a business owner, or I've always have as much time. So I think you can spend your time quite well sometimes. You know, if just 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 grabbing something and taking a look. Mm -hmm. So. No, I think I think sometimes I think we get labelled a little bit of being, you know, like a bit of a boring sort of net list of bunch. You know, I think that that's being said about us at times. But um, I would say behind the scenes, yeah, sometimes you just end up playing the same thing. You know, it's not like we don't go through the process. It's not like um, I haven't made lists that have gone on to be the best lists. You know, or be the first lists to do well. Uh, you know, I can think of a couple examples personally, you know. So, yeah, like, I don't know what the other guys think, but that's how I see it, lads. That's just something we've really discussed, have we? But yeah, I mean, like, I, I know, I know what, I know what my method is. It's it's to have a look at it, see what I think is good, play a couple of games, see if it fits how I play, and then and then kind of see see how it goes from there, kind of thing. So, like, for example, with the Suns. My my first list was all man crushers, and then they fell apart, so that didn't work. And then I tried it again with something else and something else, and like mine don't have any kraken eaters in. And I know that I know that it's probably going to trigger a lot of people because oh, you can get to kick objectives and stuff. And it's like, oh, it's cool and everything, but they die quick, mm -hmm. uh, and people mm -hmm. shoot. Like I'm playing against Jim and his KO with them, and they lasted maybe twenty minutes. And it's like they have 140 wounds, but they're all dead, so it's gone. So, mm -hmm. uh, and essentially for me, it's just a it's a it's a tick box. Does it work? Does it fit me? No. Right, move on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of the same as Richie, where I'd rather play my own stuff, and then if it doesn't work, I'll just nest. I'll just netlist it. Um, just it's just I, I I like to think of myself as as relatively clever. So when I'm proven not to be, uh, and I'll just netlist it, then you know, just don't say anything. Just let it go under the under the radar a little bit. It's such a big part of the game that you miss out on if you do net just netlist though, right? As well, like it, yeah. it's a shame because it's so fun and it's like a big part of it. Thinking Sigma, maybe it's a bit less than some other popular games like Forty K. And I think there's obviously a little bit more to Forty K, a little bit more you can do tweaking wide. Um, Magic the Gathering, you know, it's a huge achievement if you manage to like figure out something new in that, you know, because of the ecosystem so big. So it's um. 
it is a good feel, you know, when you really think you've cracked something and figured something out. And I particularly like that about um, Cauldron Overlords, actually, um, which I'm sure will lead on to, is that there's a, quite a lot of different lists going on. And when you're really, like, into a faction, every little single choice, that's when it gets exciting for me. You know, mm -hmm. I look at the list that, that your man was playing that weekend, you know, you could just go, oh, yeah, he's got, you know, X, Y, Z, and he's doing Warp Lightning Vortex, right? He's not just doing cookie cutter stuff is he you know he's yeah. took these little nuanced things and once you really really get into a faction you i love all that all that little stuff you know oh he's just split those ender riggers into two threes always oh, took a six what you know mm. the little things that you say i love all that yeah. things like artifact choices and command yeah. trades and stuff yeah um, particularly in ko right because there's loads of them that are good i think it's one of the best books with loads of choices different ones are good on different heroes it brings in like lots of the different characters into the discussion like so i love it it's interesting that you said a minute ago about you thought you had a reputation sometimes of being the netlisting guys because that wasn't my perspective i i, I don't think like do we do say look who's a perfect example of a person Darren Watson, right? Yeah. <laughs> that man, you know, I'm not writing lists like he's looking at. You know, I'm not going, here's these 15 books and what can I scramble together? I ain't about that life. You know, it's <laughs> like I'm putting I'm putting dwarfs in this boat and we're flying around. I don't want no night and candy. You know, I want it, I want aether wings. But um, you know, it's like <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I guess I don't I don't know if I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me wrong. Then I don't. Mm. I don't ever feel sometimes like I do anything like so innovative. Okay. Well, to give an example, I remember when you posted up on Just Play on the on the website. You all your you you wrote like I don't know like twenty lists. Yeah. After yeah. the after the K book come out, um, and yeah, a lot of them were like. Oh, here's a list, and then here's a slight variation on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, it was um, for people like you guys, right? You know, who wanted yeah. every detail, like so. Yeah. Um, but if you had been in the KO Facebook group or on the WhatsApp chats, then those lists were very different to what a lot of people were talking about, and what you would say is even now the cookie cutter list. Mm -hmm. So. It's not like, from my, from my perspective, that was like the complete opposite of being like the netlisting guys. Yeah, no, no fair, fair. I don't know, maybe just like the old comments or something have stuck with me more than more than it should. Maybe then, so, so yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got an example from the chat, actually. Uh, Plastic Crack is uh, about Peter Atkinson. He says hey, your, hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. Is, uh, your endless spell list for Gits was like 100% yours. So, yeah, I, thank you. I would say I 100% brought it to, to success, but um, you know, I still I I took some of that inspiration from uh, from Nathan. Um, what's his name? Prescott. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Like you know, mm -hmm. he was taught just a little thing. Like oh yeah, he was taught about playing a bunch of endless spells at one point, and I was like oh yeah, that sounds quite cool, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, obviously I was the one who managed to actually get somewhere with it, mm -hmm. um, but. Not quite as much as I liked, but I, I, I don't know. Right? <laughs> I think they have like a, a, a bit of a, a different system though, do it just play because, like, I had the Marty Eel list that everyone called my list for about a year, you know. Um, 
So like, I think we have like a, not an echo chamber, but we have like an, we all confirm this together, you know, like as oh, things do, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. what about this? What about that? And this is when you end up like me and Richie doing like a Google Docs of like 40k lists that we just dump on there like at 4 a.m. and we just can't think about things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you end up with all these variants. And I think sometimes like, my process with this writing is like sometimes I really hope and believe in a unit that isn't necessarily the best unit, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. but I'm gonna play it anyway and make it work. Yeah, you know, I've run multiple things, I've won big events with with um <laughs> I've won huge events. I've won with the Marty Eels. I've won, but then I won the, the finals with uh, a list I completely took from Brian uh, Carmichael, who ran it at face out with Senesh. Um, and I think sometimes it just comes down to your time. What army you own, how much like, games you put into it, how much you care about the models. Um, and if you want a net list or jump onto something aggressive for a week, mm-hmm. then maybe you just, you know, you're borrowing those models or you're borrowing a list. Um, but I think at the Just Play, we're quite lucky, really, because we have like a wide variety of echo chamber. You know, we have Richie and Ian, obviously, but we have like guys like Gene, uh, John, um, you know, all the guys in the club that play different armies that we just ask, would this work against your army? What would this do with this? Place? So you get, you get a lot of information from people playing a wide variety of armies that not a lot of people have access to. And then sometimes when I'm super passionate about a list, I'll check with Richie and Ian. And then I'll check with some of the guys I know, like Russ and those guys, just to make sure everything is bulletproof. And then I'll feel good about it at an event, and then I'll still mm-hmm. lose. So, <laughs> you know? yeah. um, so many different processes. I don't think there's any one process really good list, mm-hmm. but like as Richie says, it's a huge part of the game because if you know your list and you've designed or written it yourself, you're coming from the bones of what it does. You know the roles, the units in different scenarios better mm-hmm. than you would if you just get listed. Maybe that's when you see stuff like when people copied my ill list. Uh, we're going three and two, and messaging me saying, "Why?" I was like, "Because you've not played these scenarios before. Like, you don't know what you would do. You're just running the same tactic." Um, so yeah, yeah. I think it is fascinating when you talk lists. Lists is like really lists is like half the game, right? Mm-hmm. If your list is good and your deployment's good, you're in such a strong position with one of that game even starts. But unless mm-hmm. you KO and you just don't no deploy anyway, <laughs> every mission. <laughs> And then you're like, right, but you don't know what I'm going to do, but I do. Maybe. Yeah. It was it was like that with the gits as well. Like, people always ask me, like, how do you move this army? You know, how do you, like, unpack was the term, like, go up the board and still threaten to do all your things, you know? And yet, there's, like, loads of learning, you know, about knowing how far you can go, managing your rages, keeping stuff in check. You know, and people, yeah, can't, sometimes you just can't pick up a list, so, yeah. Sometimes you just got to know your playstyle as well. I think list plus mm. place can can bring. Like if I played your list, your gits list, Richie, I tried it like kind of like a like a diet version, and like I just hated it with a passion. But <laughs> what eighteen months I've had at maximum ten models, and I've I've never had a better stretch in, at, at tournaments or or anything really. It's just you just got to find how 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 a list works for you. Um, you know, some people love loads of archaeology, some people love just boats. Yeah, mm. all of elves, weirdos. Some some people love all of it. Okay, <laughs> there's five people True. here that do that. Sorry. Not elves. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting uh, you used the phrase, uh, James, echo chamber, because I was actually about to ask about that, and you brought it up anyway. Because I mentioned about WhatsApp and Facebook and stuff, and they basically do become echo chambers to an extent. And, yeah, and then I was, I was gonna, I was I'm gonna talk, yeah, 
I was going to sort of postulate that maybe just play becomes an echo chamber between yourselves, and you pretty much said it almost does to an extent. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, and then and then it's reach out time, right? You know, mm. like sometimes then uh, for me, then it's Ian, right? It's like Ian, look at this stuff, and you know that's when he'll tell me like you know some maybe math stuff. You know, it'd be flat out like this ain't the one, you know, you, you, you're not, you're not thinking what this is, you know, and sometimes you, know, you get that little, little check mm -hmm. of, um, of, of what he thinks there, but then obviously, you know, he doesn't play as much as me. So it comes back, you know, and I'll talk about like my experience on the table with some things or what I've seen out and about. Um, yeah. And then, 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 you know, like I said earlier, then I do go to the internet, then I want to see what is going on. Then I want to look at every tournament result and see what people are playing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and Caradron is, the best example recently because it shocked me, you know, because I, I think you said I think I was quite far away from what other people were doing. So, yeah, I was like, wow, you know, I, some of them lists I know me, I, I chat from like, I can't, I can't see how that's won, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had that feeling as well with some, some of the KO lists. Some of them, you know, you look at them, you go, okay, I can see how well that's won. Like, that's like the quintessential, what I would consider like the top KO list. And then you see others, and you think, "I don't, I don't get it." Yeah, it suits that player's play style, and it's got good things in it. Like, mm -hmm. so you know those things are good, but you put them together, and you think, "Well, is it as good as Zilfin or whatever?" But people, you know, people make it work. I think so. honestly, with KO, we actually have looked at <coughs> tournament results and seen bad lists win, and then we mm -hmm. just think about it for like a week. You know, like we just sat there thinking, "But how?" Mm. Like, what was he? What was he doing? Like, and obviously, he, it's done really well, so that's great. But I think it's but just but, but our, my message to you sometimes is like, what are we doing with these lists, Jim? Like, people are winning with this, mm. and we're on this. <laughs> so I just send him back the picture yeah. me that we are the baddest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing is that you see plenty of KO lists, and you see, you look at that list and you think, well, that's great, but why are they not, you know, higher up? So I mean, I mean, you know. One the weekly recently had a show with Jake Bean. They were talking about how much player skill comes into it. And I think maybe there's also an element of whether the list is right for the player as well. Hmm. I think that's one thing why, why we've seen weird, so to say, weird KO lists or not the like first pick KO lists do very well last year. I think a part of that is people were not used to play against KO the new yeah. ko yeah like okay yes i can teleport my ships okay okay let's go and then you do it and they're like oh you can do this every turn or is this happening all the time like yes i told you <laughs> even in the hero phrase i didn't hear phrase and back and, and forth and now you're you're three and away from and, and now you're shooting and, and everything's shooting like yeah everything's shooting and i think that's uh it's getting less now but in the beginning it was just the fact i have my ko army i'm bringing it uh, people are not used to play against KO, and, and then they maybe lose a game that otherwise they would have, on a skill level, would have won, maybe. Mm -hmm. People are into KO that, now, aren't they, really? Like, I think some people have been sending me Luminef list this week from a Lumina, which is not the strongest city, but the three units moving in, 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 before the game mm -hmm. pushes yeah. the ships back. So people are now actively thinking about Seraphon and KO teleport, Seeks to an extent as well. Mm -hmm. um, but they're thinking about it, you know, when they write lists, because they're like, I want to be in Sar, but I'm going to take a Lumina just because mm -hmm. KO exists. 
which I think is really interesting when you think about that because now people, like, to your point, Max, are, are adjusting to, I'm going to play KO. I have an understanding of what they do. I've played against them a little bit because uh, I guarantee you, when we did this in the playtest, you know, we said people haven't played against this army. The first game they have is going to be a very, very hard lesson mm-hmm. about what this army does. And then once you, if you learn the lesson, if you're receptive to the lesson, you could apply what you've learned in the next match. If you don't, it's going to happen again. Yeah. I think that's the thing with every new mechanic, new army, new thing that comes into the game. It's always It always takes like maybe half a year, depending where you are, to this scene to, to adapt. Obviously, last year was different because we had less events and people came out of a, like a, a three-month, four-month lockdown and uh, here's a tournament, here's my KO, boom. No one's mm-hmm. like I know there's been a, a, book, a new book out for half a year, but people have not had the chance to play against it. And, and obviously, we've talked about this on the show about negative play experience and why KOR is specifically prone <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to 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 MPE. But um, it's just a matter of people adapting, and I, I don't think they're even with the points decreases last year from GHP, mm-hmm. they're not the super bad guys. They're strong, yes, on on doubtly, but. Uh, there's other stuff. I mean, we had what five books of Luminous now. I've, I've stopped counting with new weird <laughs> mechanics that just change the base mm-hmm. rules. And like, I can fly 48 inches and then I fly again 12 inches and I do mortals and I do mortals again. Mm-hmm. And you cannot catch me if you don't have shooting. And uh, and this guy, you cannot score that objective because I'm just sitting there with my hero. And it's so much new stuff and people will be frustrated. And then in a half year, they, they know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. I think the I think the wind chamber um, being able to pile six inches wherever they want, not towards the nearest mm-hmm. model. I think that's really underrated as a like a very very powerful ability. That I think if you ha- if you haven't been researching it or you haven't been like you know keeping up to date with it, whilst there's been a pandemic, and you go to a tournament going, well, that guy has to move towards me, so it's not a problem, and he just goes through the way onto your objective. Mm-hmm. That's going to be something that I think there's going to be a lot of kind of uh you know delayed agony about um obviously like when i'm around these guys you, you don't forget it so it's fine but yeah it, aren't exposed to that kind of thing yeah, you're that's right. true it's the same thing as max has said you know people are gonna oh it does this i've read about this on the internet oh right but <laughs> this happens now and then this and i haven't got my objective or mm-hmm. my army's stuck you know and yeah like Hundred percent. I couldn't, couldn't agree with you more, mate. Like I said to the lads in the team, you know, by the time I'm finished with you lads, I can't see you as losing to KO because there's so many things that you can do to stop them when you know all the details. And if you come across someone that doesn't know all the details, it's when you get yeah. them. Right? You know, when they put, when they don't put the character an inch further back for no mm-hmm. loss, and the carbides are out of range now or something, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, yeah. I mean, that's been true as always since I played like c- competitively Age of Sigma. It's you're a good player if you know your army, but you're a better player if you know your opponent's yeah. army. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. obviously now I don't know what, what we have twenty six different factions now in in Age of Sigma, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of work. And as you said, Richie, with if you have a day job, if you have kids, if you have a family, <laughs> keeping up with all this daily. Yeah, right. Thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I I reduced I myself to, to to WhatsApp 
Mm-hmm. And I, I tried to to follow what the new Jack yeah. is, but you know, it's just it's crazy and it's it's hard work and so it's uh it's a hobby that you need to put a lot of time in. Uh, apart from the painting and yeah. <laughs> and, and building and, and buying stuff, but just keeping up with the, the newest junk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fun. Even if you're keeping up with it, if you're not playing against it, yeah, it doesn't help that much because exactly you can watch any you know book reviews you want or listen to people talk about stuff, but it's mm-hmm. not the same as playing against it and actually seeing it happen. And then sometimes you might need to play against things more than once as well, and then. Absolutely increasingly it feels like mo- a lot of books now have multiple builds um that actually function fairly differently as well hopefully. so it's not like yes hopefully yeah <laughs> it's always better when they do but um because like we talked about learning about how to play against ko and it was the same thing effectively with gristle gore like whenever mm, that yeah. was two years ago now Maybe. 19 yeah yeah Easter, what do you 19. know like okay well if i just nine inches behind my screen i'm all right yeah you know you've lost and there's nothing you could do yeah, yeah. that's me, me and rich have a have a a, 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 a story ish where we were playing at warhammer world um at a, a grand tournament and next to us was one of our mates playing a guy he was playing the so our mate was playing whistle gore he was playing against Zinch. And the guy was like, I'm going to ch- uh, charge my Lord change into your Crystal Gold General. <laughs> and she would just turn around and was like, that, uh, I wouldn't do that, mate. I wouldn't do that. I'm getting to read the book to you. And the guy was, our mate was reading the book to him. And the guy was like, you're lying. And we were, we were just laughing so much because it, <laughs> it was so ludicrous. The whole thing was just so mental that like this guy was just like, I've never played against Flushy, of course, and this this doesn't sound right. <laughs> this just, like, we, we, we didn't finish our, our game because we were laughing so hard. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, it was good. It was good. When he got to the point where he's like, and then me guys have got like a, a six plus death save, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> you want to check the rules there? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't think that's gonna help you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've lost my train of thought completely now. <laughs> well, I, will, I will say though, for for, for us, Seraphon to me anyway is a total blind spot because people say it's broken, it's it's completely overpowered. But we don't, none of us have it. <laughs> just batter <laughs> us, just batter us all with Seraphon all day long. Yeah. So, haven't got a clue what was going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like day one we were playing against Lumineth, and I mean, obviously Jim's the darling of the deep, and we've all had to to weather that storm. Oh, I need to practice for a tournament. Let me just do it for the next six weeks against you. Just turn up and get battered and go home. So, you know, but we don't. Have, none of us have Seraphon. So I read the rules. And I'm like, yeah, that's really strong and. Whatever, and you can theory hammer it, and it's like, oh, you do this, this, and this. But realistically, for me, I don't know how strong they are. I'll, I'll turn up to a tournament, I'll get absolutely pasted, and I'll go home and I'll be like, oh, that was horrible. And then I'll know. Um, yeah. But at the moment, we just don't have that access. So yeah. if someone does have Verifon and lives near Liverpool, let us know. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's- it's- it's interesting you mentioned Seraphim because I think Lee Seraphim was the reason I'm on this show <laughs> because uh, a good friend of mine who was also a very competitive player here he got the, like the book and he started playing and he started winning tournaments like bad mm-hmm. and I played against him a lot and I won every game because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I just shot broke off like first third that's game over yeah uh, and, and so again, because I, I knew he didn't know how to play against KO exactly exactly because yeah. the book came out more or less the same time and. Uh, before we we had a long long history of playing his Skaven against my fire slayers, uh, and those were always fun matches. And now we both had new armies, and it's just 
because I, I had the first hand experience. So, so I, I like, yeah, no, it's not a problem. Just yeah. shoot croak and <laughs> be done with it. It was the problem. I, like, I have, I have beast claw and son's bear mat, so I ain't getting croak. So I think it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that was back when. What did he do? In the end, it was croak, another slan, just fifteen or twenty temple guard people, uh, and the rest was just salamanders that he could then teleport in from from oh, this guy God. so he had to you had to kill the slans so he could not do that and then half his army was in the in the realm couldn't come down because there's no slan on the board and game over yeah uh so that was always a like very short game so like one round okay mm. two rounds <laughs> <laughs> okay okay let's get into some specifics about care so yeah. when the book dropped what in the book it, was what were the things that you gravitated to or excited you, whether that's units or skyports or battalions or whatever? Um, first off, I was quite excited about um, Zon, but it was for all the wrong reasons, right? I thought I was going to be able to stick balloon boys in boats and like make mad mm. combat boats and just charge in with the boat and like all the Endrin riggers fighting inside. I was like, oh, this is amazing. They're all going to heal or whatever. And mm -hmm. yeah, that was wrong. So that was the first thing I was thinking about. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then it was, then it was Zilfen, you know, straight back to those guys really. And yeah. And I think my first thing was, I wasn't that interested in the battalions to start with. I thought we needed like as much stuff as we could possibly buy. You know, mm -hmm. I thought we needed to really get a lot of models on the board, really take advantage of the points drops, and um, yeah, just just f fill the board with stuff. You know, really, and that's I guess why my list is still quite high drop. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's developed so much since then. Really, I think the lists that I like now, I've I've liked for quite a long time. Really, with like li little sort of changes. You know. Um, I've never really been into warp lightning vortex, really. Mm -hmm. So, like, all the, all the endless spells, I've always not, not been particularly into that, and I completely respect it. So that's that's you know always had give me lots of points and lots of different things to to play around with as well. So yeah, I think that that's certainly where where I led to. A, a, a bigger part was, and I think this goes for like nearly every list I write. I love the hobby of this game as well, right? You know, I love having armies, love painting nice armies. I love it when an army puts lots of different things from the book on the board. I love it when it's got variation and that really, like, pushes me in my list building, like, maybe for the wrong reasons at times. You know, if I think I can get, like, all this different-looking unit on or paint something different, or, like, I, I love that, you know? Mm -hmm. So many lists at the start, I was like, I want, I want every size boat, you know? Um and I definitely wanted boats, you know, and a good good few of them, you know, to go around the board because it captured that, what I always thought it would be, you know. The army would have a bunch of boats and a fleet flying around the table, and we, we never had that before. So, um, yeah, that, that's what really inspired me at the start. I, I, I really liked Zon as well, like like a lot. Um, my, my, my one KO tournament, um, the I had a big unit of 12 engine riggers, and they just destroyed everything. Just sent them in, and it was just like because because the chemist back in the day give him an extra attack on the saw, mm -hmm. just like so good. So 
I've just had a love affair with them since. So I like the the gun haulers and um, engine riggers. And I, I wanted like a full balloon army. And then having spoken to Ian, and we had a very quick conversation about how it was, let's go with not optimal. Um, and I was like, right, okay. And, uh, and, and then Beast Claw came about. So that's that's when I kind of moved away from that. But I really like the fact that gun haulers are now a legitimate option rather than just something that you can convert into something else. Um, but yeah, balloon boys all the way. How about you, yeah, well, my, Mine was, mine was Barrett Moore and Barrett Warner. And it got to the point, I think, where I was writing so many Barrett Warner lists that Richie actually accidentally deleted our list document. So they all disappeared, <laughs> they all disappeared into the ether. Um, but no, I really enjoyed Barrett Warner. I uh, really enjoyed Barrett Noir because uh, I'm a big fan of Barrett Noir in the, in the law, you know, behind the, how they how they manipulate the other sky uh, skyports, um, which is quite cool. So I always had an interest for that because it's all you read about. Um, there's not enough about the other skyports, in my opinion. I think the others mm-hmm. like, lack quite a bit. You know, I'd like to hear more about Barrett Warner. I'd like to hear more about Zulfin. They seem to make all these ships for everybody. But when it, they have all the named characters about Zilfin, but when it comes to it, you hardly ever hear anything about it. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, Barrett Mordor, I think, because of the staff, you know, with the, the navigator. <laughs> the fuck um, you staff. Yeah, and I love the way shoot tier one. Um, and I like the idea of, of Sky Pirates, like who doesn't like that? And I was really mm. into the shark image, you know, the big dead shark, the whale shark, you know, the big feature on the page. Yeah, um, the heart rock. Yes, thank you. Um, so really into them, but obviously when it comes to competitive play, I think the only choice, I think, if you're looking to do well at the event, would probably bar itself in because the access to the abilities and tricks it has. But that's not to say Nara and Mordor couldn't do well. It's just, if you want to go with a fully loaded deck, you'd probably take itself in. Um, but you'll catch people out with Mordor and Nara as well. Because they'll be used to Zilfin and not necessarily used to the dark stuff. So, and I think Nara perhaps is ever more having a place because I'm sure Rich will get to it in a bit. With me and Richie build Chaos, we sort of build with the auto mind, you know, we're playing against Seraphons each, you know, Lumineth, these lists that have a lot of spells that can really hurt you, you know, with the AoE and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, if so, just unbinding it for one turn can, can be a game changing, you know. For KO, because everything for us is always in the boats, right? So if you hit one of us, you hit all of us, um, <laughs> which can be both painfully alarming at times, but also quite funny as well. Uh, when someone charges you and you go, someone attacked us by Archonauts? They're like, how? Like, through the porthole, isn't it? With a little stabbing inside, <laughs> outside. Um, so sometimes people, I mean, the Archonauts do no damage, of course, but you know, if you can cut people out sometimes, um, especially the guy with the big spike, right? Me and Richard, yeah. I think he's only about 10 damage. You know, when someone charges, mm. I'm like, well, I'll do my pike first. You just think yeah. he's going to kill everything. Every <laughs> time I attack with a pike, I'm like, six damage, six damage, six <laughs> damage. <laughs> like, like, this can just contain this so much. <laughs> they just want to take him off, pike, because I've got a pike. It's like, uh, we'll roll it. Like, yeah. right, fine. Oh, but um, but yeah, I thought I was doing more damage to the gun butts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say um, another thing that excited me outside of the, of, of the things was the new gold mechanic because it was new to the army based on previous mm-hmm. books um, and I think this was the first iteration because now we've seen it with the Quartz uh, on the Lumineth and some other factions but they do gain access to like some really key rerolls which which can be clutch right sometimes when you use your gold from, um, to reroll wounds um, on a thundering unit or a ship or you know, whatever you're doing with it um, it's just amazing to have that ability. 
you know, struggle to go, well, I'll remove all the runes for that unit. And I don't have to roll anything for it. It just happens because I'm carrying my gold with me and then I give that gold away whilst I'm on the battlefield. Nearby. Or... Where does the gold <laughs> go? Where does it go? Because they spend it, but it's not like there's a shop there that they can just get. <laughs> and the Ephraim gold, it's like gas. It's just they it all, and it's used. They've all got so smartphones like, in their pocket, should, and they're like, you should all your Amazon. shares. So you say <laughs> to your Admiral, I don't need my shares, and then <laughs> your boss badge should supercharge up. You know, the more shares he's getting back, yeah. you're essentially working for free. So your guy should level up. You know, like your World of Warcraft, <laughs> and then he should, in, in turn five, he should be like, right. I'm using all of it now. Yeah. I've got loads. You know, but obviously that's not like a Celestian Prime, they should just get better. Yeah, I'm like, here you go, boss. Have my gold. Have my gold. Have my gold. And he's like, keep it coming. <laughs> I want to I wanna catch now. up on something James said uh, about people expecting a Zilfin Warp Lightning Vortex. Mm. At the tournament, KO lists, let's say, 70, 75% of the KO lists will have that build. So people, that's the prototype that, or archetype that people prepare for. And I, I, I've really enjoyed my my zone list lately because people were like, oh, so you can teleport in hero phase and, and do this. I was like, no, no, I can't do this in this, in this skyport. But I have these 12 sky wardens and they can move fast and stab people. So it's, it takes people a bit on the wrong foot. Like they're not expecting. They're like, okay, well, how how do I tackle? What's happening now? And they don't know. And then they have a you know ironclad ramming them with plus four charge and doing a lot of mortal wounds and bombs and a little guy inside with a hammer doing more mortal wounds. And they they don't expect that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, Barrett's super cool for that. I think so. You can do very cool stuff, and especially also with with Mourner, we had. Um, we had people on the show who won tournaments with Barrett Mourner, and they, they said the same that yeah. people, they had what, 40, 40 Arconauts, more, 70 Arconauts. Sure, the list, yeah. And he's just like, first turn, ran them up and shot all of them, and that's a lot of damage because mm. it's just a lot of dice you throw at people. I think that's it. Like, if, you, if, you, if your list can't just do stuff and do stuff best than the other person, you need a list that people just don't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. um, it was like so with my beast claw there's so much damage i'm just gonna do it anyway so it's not a problem but if people could stop me then i'm a bit kind of stunned whilst if you've got a list like like you say with your zone where people are like oh you can do this and you go no but i'm gonna do this other stuff that you didn't know was coming the mm -hmm. you know their decision making is, is off kilter and again that's that's how you win games so good idea also Zarn, cool. nice. we i have... think the, the, the sorry, sorry where you go no, please, please. Well, I was going to say, to Rich's point before about the Vortex, this is an internal struggle that we have, right? Because every event we look at, we see the Vortex list too well, right? As it should, really good list, strong list. Um, but then we're like, if I was playing my Zeech or my Seraphon or my Lumineth, I would never deploy so you could just Vortex everything. Mm -hmm. And it's on a four-up, right? Because you should never have two nodes on something. If someone tells you, They've got a vortex in a bottle. Your brain should start going, but don't put everything in the cluster. Yeah, mm. be, you should be like, okay, need to move stuff, separate it out a little bit. Yeah, because they're going to get their range anyway. So they're going to get their eighteen inches. If, if they're in range, they're in range. But don't let them vortex everything. Um, 
which is actually quite funny because of the two times we played against it, where Richie used it and I used it, we both did exactly that and vortex everything that we had. So that was that was nuts. But <laughs> but it, that's the thought process. It's like it, it's only catching out people that perhaps haven't played it before mm-hmm. or just don't think to deploy actively. Because once the KO blows itself in move, they use the vortex, which they've invested a chemist for and a second artifact. On a battalion. That's their, battalion to get this yeah, out of battalion. That's that's their that's their play, right? That's their big play. If it doesn't mm-hmm. do the damage, let's say let's say you do get a cluster, yeah, but you don't roll the four ops. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't do anything. And I, I know it goes off twice, so it's it's you should get some damage. But then it's your opponent's game and you're sat in front of their army. You know, you can only fight her, he'll move away, right, with that one shit. Mm-hmm. The rest of your stuff is gonna be shooting range, and then you're really susceptible to a double. And if your opponent's lost nothing, and they're used to playing against it, like Seraphon, Zeech, Lumina, they're going to be ready with their Sentinels. Their Sentinels are just going to shoot straight into your Ironclad, take off your heroes. They're going to, they don't pay a penalty for the minus one to hit. Searing Light's going to go through everything. Croak is going to have a field day. Um, you know, there's a lot of anti-play to it. I think to Max's point, um, to back up the Vortex, is that like now that people are used to the Vortex list, are they going to start deploying properly against it? You know? Mm-hmm. And just admit they'll, that they'll say, "Look, I'll trade three hundred points of my army to get you in range to charge." You know, like that's that's where we're at. But then, having said all that, you actually then look at New Zealand, Australia. You know, the tournament results were KO winning, but like maybe we should just play it. Like we're all just wasting time here. What we're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's an eternal struggle. Uh, but because mm-hmm. I think in the UK, I bet it's slightly different. I think KO have won an event here. You know, uh, it's, it's difficult, but I think over in Australia, New Zealand, they've, they've been quite successful. So maybe it's just a better thing. But the vortex, so many people could have bind it turn one as well. You know, Croaks each and Luminef will just get rid of it straight away yeah. turn one. Um, so it's interesting because I think the vortex is a really big topic of discussion because there's two chains of thought, isn't there? Are you taking a vortex or are you not? Mm-hmm. And this is the more exciting hand, right? Because now you can play anything. Yeah. on all kinds you can do what you want um the vortex list probably has to be self and yeah. the delivery mechanism you know to get that hero face fly high um, so the, there's no, a case no, in Monar no. where you can do the, the pre-game move to deliver it yeah but if your opponent measures it and you don't do it and they go first and they kill that chemist you're gonna be mm-hmm. very sad um you've got to be that well that's the other stress isn't it it's like if you if you can't do it turn one, your opponent's going to come after that chemist and everything they have. Mm-hmm. You know, spells, Absolutely. everything. So so you, you kind of have to do it turn one just to make sure you've got your value. Um, so it's a struggle. It's interesting. I don't, I don't know what you guys think. I, I completely yeah, agree. It's, it's the reason why I moved away from the... I, I mean, I'm I'm culpable. I did that Zilfin, Warp Lightning, Vortex. That was the, mm-hmm. the fun. Then I added the Prime all, to that. We've all done it. We've all we've done, done it. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I moved away to uh, a Flare Pistol with 20 Thunders and using the Zilfin move to deploy them three inches in front of you mm-hmm. and just blowing blowing everything up. And I did Is quite well. Is anybody about Jurassic Park when you do that? You know, you shoot the Flare Pistol. And the little red light goes off, and the T Rex runs after it. It's all your thunderers are just doing the same, but aiming their rifles up. I just in my mind, I always And and I, I played it for a long time, and it was successful. But it's a lot of like a lot of your output is in one place, mm-hmm. and with some armies and some battle plans, you cannot afford that. You need to be on multiple fronts. But it also so, makes every, every game uh, yeah, the same. Away from that. 
Like every game is yep. the same. Every game you're doing the same thing with the same yep. strategy. You have your list. Yeah. This is you have your checkboxes. Okay. I'm gonna just fly my, my ship here. Okay, check. I need to shoot first with the, the navigator. Let's reroll once just to be sure. Check. Okay. I'm gonna shoot deploy, shoot everything into him. Check, you know. And then either like half his army's gone or or not. <laughs> and then your funders are sitting there, uh, you know. For the rest of the game, we're very <laughs> which he has already got twenty of them. I've got thirty for Barrett now, mm -hmm. um, but uh, which he has been running literally twenty in lists. It, I have twenty as well, but in our lists, you know, twenty is probably the right size because there'll be more wounds in the clad because they've got the eighteen-inch damage with rent. But yeah, maybe Richie can there's, a, there's a whole discussion. If you take twenty, okay, then you're wasting an artifact on the. Uh, on the Endron work to like do the fly high still with 20 people inside then yeah and then I you know painted that moved on to the next list <laughs> it's the, yeah. the cycle uh, it's interesting we mentioned earlier about the the KO lists that are done well at tournaments you look at them why is that one done well the you know the ones that aren't like the warp lightning vortex ones and it's an element of it must be that the people that are prepared for, to play against KO are prepared to get to play against Warp Lightning Vortex, mm -hmm. not the more unusual KO list. So we recently had we had Marcus on the show who mm -hmm. did quite well in two tournaments with a Fring list with Hearthguard and, and a Prime, and yeah. lots of gun holders. And he, he said the same. He won or at least went five zero, didn't he? Yeah, he went five zero twice. I think. Twice, yeah. No, he went four oh. one and then five one. On five zero, and and he said uh, people didn't know how to like how to handle his list because it's so different. Okay, they understand what it does. Like, okay, there's these people they can tunnel, and then there's a prime in the sky, and then there's mm. this, and you can reroll ones against this, and you can have exploding six. But it's three three different things that you need to prepare for, which makes it much mm. more difficult than okay. There's this ironclad with ten defenders inside, or there's this ironclad that will deliver a vortex. And the rest is just gun holders and engine riggers. Yeah. So yeah, and it's fun. It's <laughs> new new stuff to discover. I really yeah, want to try that ring list because I have the models painted. I have the armies. Yeah. So bring all my. Well, I'm, I'm very pro Hearth Guard. Everyone knows I love Hearth Guard Circus, so <laughs> I'm going to borrow well, some of Riches at the next event, and I'll. Uh, yeah. And, and give it a go, right? Because you know, Hearthguard, those cute little dwarves, I'm sure they'll do okay. Mm. I've got a primate for you as well. Yes, do it. And that's, that's, another, that's another thing we haven't mentioned, but we've seen uh, just play also does now battle reports. Mm. Live yeah, battle yeah, reports yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, no, um, yeah, just started. I think we're like four or five weeks in, and um. Yeah, really, really enjoying ourselves with it. So, I think um, started off because I don't watch battle reports. I never have, but I started playing forty k. I don't know anything about forty k, so I thought I'll watch some battle reports. You know, I listen to some people talk. You know, I find battle reports about the army I'm going to play, and I'm painting and it's on in the background. And I really enjoyed. Um, the tabletop titans that, mm -hmm. that do it for one forty thousand and look you know they've inspired what i do a lot you know and um yeah as i've seen it and i thought wow 
Like, I could actually maybe spend enough time to do that, the way these guys have done that. That's really clever, you know. And then later listening to them talking on a 40K Game Changers podcast, uh, they were interviewed, like, on that, like, week two or something. And they were basically, like, saying, yeah, like, we used to edit videos and we can't because, you know, it takes too long. Uh, so we've done this. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess I'm onto something then. So... <laughs> And um, yeah, so I'm really. We we didn't feel there was, you know, there wasn't anything like obviously exactly like that for Age of Sigma. And uh, yeah, we've always wanted to do the battle reports. It's one of those. Is it one of them like? Oh, I want to do battle reports thing. You know, like you see YouTube, and is that like the thing to do? You know, that everyone wants to do. I'm a, I'm a. I don't know. I sort of felt maybe that is. It it is like that. You know, so we're like, oh, I've actually wanted to do battle reports and. I think now here's a way I could actually do it, which I thought was entertaining, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's why we've come off and, and done our own thing with it. So, Well, mm -hmm. we, I mean, we've been begging Richie Lee to do it for years now uh, in, in the, within the team or within the, the – so we have a, a WhatsApp chat, and we've been saying for years, like, just man up and do it. Um, <laughs> and then it, it was basically a, well, help us, and then we'll do it. And uh, I mean, I think help was maybe halfway out of Richie's mouth, and I was like, I'm in. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever. Um, and I, as I said, you know, whilst we were, whilst we were chatting before the before the podcast, um, you know, I was I was told to be behind the the, the camera to start off with to, to give these two a chance, really. Um, you know, like, <laughs> let them let them kind of like have the fun, you know. And then and then when the real star turns up and. Yeah, I can't play on my own. That's what I'm saying. So they're, they're going to have to be my support cast. <laughs> they're not denying it. They, they know. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. I got completely distracted. That you said support cast. I was like, is that like a new Stormcast thing? Support cast. Support cast Eternals. Yeah, they're just they're just really happy for you. Go on. But basically, that's what they are. They support all your cities of Sigmar lists. You know, you do. Yeah. It's about right. Support should be a thing. <laughs> support. Someone should make them with like pom poms and. <laughs> There's <laughs> some blood bowl team you can convert them. I've got some here. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some breed stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, the main thing about the way you're doing your battle reports is the fact you're doing them live, mm -hmm. which is yeah, there there isn't anyone doing that at the moment for Age of Sigma. Well, there is, there's you, but there isn't anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, Oh. To say it quickly. Uh, so, I mean, was that purely the most of the reason why was just so you didn't have to edit stuff? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, so that's, the, that's not, the reason you know, why we did this I'd enjoyed what I'd seen as well, which made me think, oh, this works. These guys are onto something. They're entertaining. Um, and I hoped I could be. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I hoped I could be. And I thought I can spend the time doing that. You know, yeah, with live ones. So, like, I, I do watch a lot of battle reports. Um, I'm an absolute sucker for anything destruction, really. So, like, if when I'm watching them and they, and they either make a mistake or there's something where I'm like, oh, I'd do something different rather than just shouting at the screen like I, like I do with every battle report that I ever watch and my fiance sat next to me or in the other room going, they can't hear you. Um, at least with, with us, they mm -hmm. if, if there's something wrong, and you know, we, we are going to get stuff wrong, you know, 
it's if someone can just go, oh, you actually can't do that, and it's like, oh, brilliant. Well, I've learned something, and you feel involved, and and it's it's a to and fro. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I, I love I love being sociable. So I'm all, I'm always on Twitter trying to be as positive as possible. Uh, until I saw that six inch piloting thing, and then I was on Twitter <laughs> week. Um, but yeah, like I, I like. I like talking to people and, and then obviously when Mitch was like, can you, do you know, do you want to talk to people? Do you want to take questions? And I was like, absolutely. Like I would much prefer to be live. Um, it's a bit more nerve wracking. Um, but at the same time, like, I mean, we're used to it now. So it's, I, I prefer it. It's, I think it's just better. Yeah. That's definitely a benefit of doing it live. It's just, you have the involvement of people. They come in, they chat. Personally, I, I'm not there when it starts because it's just uh, the hour of, uh, of dinner for me. But I drop in later when I'm painting. I say, "Oh, there's still turn to, turn one." <laughs> okay, <laughs> two hours later. <laughs> well, I've missed much. Great, and uh, you just—it's people chatting, people talking, answering questions. Uh, you rolling dice. That's awesome. Just you know, That's it. bit of for me a bit of background noise uh, while I'm painting. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's that a lot. The way I always watch them was, and I, I try to, or I enjoy it, and I try to make a point to that when I'm hosting it as well, is, yeah, it's background noise, a lot of it. But then every now and again, you know, something, something gets you, doesn't it? You know, and you're like, yeah. oh, wait there, And that's what I'm like, like, guys, look, check this out. This is what we're doing here. You know, and hopefully there was times, you know, your paintbrush goes down, you have a little look up and mm -hmm. think, oh, Absolutely. yeah, I see the, see the point he's making here. Absolutely, especially when they say, okay, because now I have this ability and I can move here and I, I'm doing 10D free mortal wounds. Like, oh, okay, now I've learned something. Like, yeah. I've learned they can do this, uh, yeah. especially because you you guys in your bathrooms, you do a lot of talking and explaining why you're doing things. Like, I don't know, should I take the turn? Because I could move, I could run him over here and, you know, explaining your, your train of thought. And that helps a lot too. All the stuff that happening. would no normally be edited out of a battle report. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the most valuable because, um, like, yeah, you know, when you when you're a beginner or when when you're when you know you're not quite as good as the person you're playing against, to mine them for for information. Like, I, I mean, me and Jim have known each other for twenty years, and he only started a year before me, and he's grand champion, and I'm some idiot who plays destruction. So, like, you know, I, I, when I'm playing against. Richie and Germany, and I want them to, to explain what they're doing so that if I see it and the person doesn't know me, then I I don't have to play the person. I can play what they're all oh, right. Okay, they're going to do this, this, and this. So for me, it's it, it that's the most valuable bit for me because I'm like, right. I've learned that now. You know, I've been smashed by Lumet. Like JP's Lumineth is the most oppressive list I've ever played against in my life. I felt completely powerless. Like pants down, never felt worse. But if I see that in a tournament now, I'm like, right, okay, I can at least handle it, and I can go and have a drink with him afterwards, rather than thinking that he's the worst person in the world. So, <laughs> you know, that's it. It's what I'm like. I, I I prefer to have the the discussion, you know, in on a Thursday or you know, whilst it's casual, rather than pay sixty quid, seventy quid, hundred quid, whatever it is, to go to a tournament and get battered. So I just get battered on Thursdays instead. <laughs> yeah, I guess the um, the other thing about with it being live is it's almost a bit like you're in a store or a club or whatever and you're just watching your mates have a game mm -hmm. as opposed to watching 
a battle report, like a an edited, put together for consumption type thing. It's more of a yeah, just watch my mates have a game, and yeah, you can if you want to, you know, do some painting while they while, while your mates are playing, you can type of thing. Yeah, which is quite nice. That's exactly I think it goes, it goes it goes beyond that for us really because we have a just play like before we were talking about because I didn't really answer what just play is to me but it's our social warhammer community and it's like um it's showing that competitive gaming can be a positive thing and I think mm-hmm. when people are part of the social conversation during the game it helps them become part of the game if that makes sense so mm-hmm. you know competitive isn't all about one turn wins you know you can see that me and Richie play a lot of tough armies you know um, tough lists that you would see at events. Um, and I think people can see that there's like a the way we play is quite open, quite fair. You know, we don't begrudge each other any any cool combos or any big any big smashes unless unless it's her guy going first for the fourth time. Um, then you know, it's, <laughs> we, we try to expand our community to further. You know, because Warhammer is everybody's community, right? So it, it goes beyond that. So we're trying to there's an element of that as well. I think for yeah. people like yourself, Max, coming in from dinner, they could just jump on and not so much more the game. But just join the Warhammer community for yep. that moment in time, for, just just for a little while, you know, and then they can go to bed and, and, and go to work the next day, you know, as mm-hmm. we all do. So I go to work the next day, Richie. Actually, to be fair, Richie is doing the same thing the next day, so that is his work. So. <laughs> <laughs> so he's maybe different. Living the dream. Yeah, for most of us, we're back at the desk at night. Yeah, so. I can tell um, you as being being behind the being behind the the the, the curtain a little bit and, and interacting with people, especially. Like the the guys who have been referred through YouTube or through you guys, you guys brought a couple in uh, uh, this week, just gone, and talking to new people. Like obviously, like the people I know, great, love them all. Hi everyone. Um, but it's the, it's the new it's the new people, and it's it's reaching a, a new audience, and and you know because they might not know who know who we are, or they might not know what the the army does, and if we can be of value and be entertaining at the same time. And then people come by for more. Like that's that's our goal. Well, that's my goal anyway. I, I, I think that's what we're all in there for. So, yeah, love it. So your next uh, your next battle report. It's got KO in it. That's oh, a big one. It's a <laughs> can, big one. Can can you reveal who KO are playing against next week? We actually can't yet because I've sort of put this on James to say you know. <laughs> Um, what do you want to bring against me? Uh, no, I've, so, I've solved that now. It's going to be minus four to hit play players. Minus four, um, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be IDK I, then, because that's what I was expecting was IDK. Yeah, it won't be an RBB featured on the channel already because we tried to use a bit of diversity, but we can't really reveal it because we well, because we don't know. So we're going to pick it this week based, based on okay. section. Because we have, a, we have a few, right? But we're trying to think. Who would be interesting that KO can't just get in one or two turns if they win a dice roll? You know, mm-hmm. uh, who can actually? Mm-hmm. It's interesting to watch how KO would crack that nut if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we're interested. We're interested. Maybe like we're thinking about the Archeon Kairos uh, yeah. list. You know, maybe that's you know a really big list out there. L- Lumineth a little bit, but yeah, we could see the Lumineth. Yeah, because they're still one of the ones to to come out. Yeah, you know, the, uh, one of the the really good armies out there. So yeah, there's there's quite there's quite a lot really. Yeah, so I think that could be a revenge game for the Beast Claw Raiders. <laughs> a revenge, yeah. revenge game for for Ko because last time that they played on TV, Warhammer TV, Ko lost. So, <laughs> so m- last maybe, time, 
I'm taking you on. I'm saying to Wayne next time, get me, some, get me someone else. I'll, I'll shoot them instead. You, you recommended me though. You were like, oh, just just bring this lad on. He'll he'll bring his fun little list. Oh, it'll do a little, oh, smash you. Mate. You promised me. You promised me you wouldn't charge any boats. I did. I did. I did it anyway. Uh, I wish I had an answer for you. I, I really do, but I'm I'm so up and down about it. So we we like there's like painting going on as well. So we're sort of we've got like old sure Lumineth armies. We've got some old Lumineth armies, right? You know, we'd like to show some of the new stuff when we bring the Lumineth on. So that's mm -hmm. why they've been like quite a bit further down, um, mm. down the line. Really, you don't want to do it with unpainted stuff, so. No, no, I, and we don't want to like not have a law so you can not have the terrain piece, you know, and things that are probably going to be in most lists, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I think we'd really like to see some of the um, the wind charges on the table as well. I'd like to see what they do. I'd like to see what the FAQ says about a lot of this stuff as well. You know, I think we've gone to the territory now as well, where it's like, Mm -hmm. Is the FAQ out? You know, I think if the FAQ mm -hmm. come out, maybe we play them. You know, if it didn't, maybe I'd try and wait wait another week to see if it come. Mm -hmm. So I'm like on ten the hooks waiting to see about that as well because want the content to stay relevant, right? You know, otherwise it could we could be doing weird stuff with wind charges and it'd be out of date a week later. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you never know. Got, there's so many things that could change with them. So mm. essentially, okay. we, just, we don't want a victim. We, we want someone that can actually like give KO a little bit of a go before they just get shot off. So yeah. we want to have because I mean like we've got a Squigs army ready to go. That's that's a, that's a pipe that'll get battered. Like all compare. Um, yeah, we've, got we've got loads available, but it's just we, we want to make content that is good and that lasts more than about half an hour. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that, you need to be you need to pay attention because I, I did the same on our first battle report on, <laughs> that we did and mm -hmm. uh, so i said yeah i'm playing ko obviously because it's a ko uh, podcast show so uh, for a friend he bought uh beast claw raiders and that went completely wrong for me <laughs> he just ran <laughs> my boat i lost the first battle report like, okay <laughs> we said ah oh, let's yeah, do something that have a like equal equal list so it's it's fun <laughs> entertaining to watch like have five rounds of a game yeah. and not just Blew right in my face. <laughs> <laughs> so pay attention what you face. Yeah, uh, it was a thing that concerns us as well to some degree with with Age of Sigma as a whole. You know, I think um, it, it, hopefully it doesn't a lot, and it probably won't between um, me and Jimmy are quite evenly matched. Mm. But you know, I double you into two, you know, and I've won, and mm. the game's over. You know, in an hour. You know, I think so. We have to try and be careful that. We, we don't set up situations like that, you know. There's no doubt that we will, like, at times, particularly when tournaments come around and, like, we're preparing for them and and stuff like that, you'll probably see us play lists that we may be, like, taking that weekend or we might show, like, how we're tested against the, the big baddie or something like that. I mean, so, so maybe we'll see them in the future, but, like, we've tried to be careful because 40K doesn't really lend itself to that, you know. The game doesn't get going. You know, even even that quick sometimes. So now people can't shoot each other. But yeah. Okay, so we we don't know what KO are going to be playing against, but we have a little bit of an idea of what KO well, what KO you might be playing. But yeah, so I think a good point to go to on. Yeah, you don't know what we're playing is we don't tailor them to what we're playing. 
you know mm-hmm. we do play all comers stuff you know we wouldn't like we we never make our list changes to be like oh i think this would be good against this or they need a little bit of help here you know we, we don't mm-hmm. do that like so we play our tournament lists all comers like we could be playing anything you know like last week we had artifact that was pointless you know but there's no way that fire slays are not taking it so, you know i'm not going to yeah. take like another item just because it's pointless in this one so mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely. yeah because people um, want to see the lists in in game that they'll face at the tournament yeah and i think all these these ones we're going to talk about now um i would i would i would take these you know as an all-comers thing in a singles event so yeah so you haven't decided which of these lists yet is going to be the one oh i do i know that i know that oh okay so you can you can tell us in a minute yeah so let's look at the first one then so is it this one <laughs> uh, before, we, before we talk before we slate it <laughs> before you before you slate it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it will not be this one no. it doesn't have that many notes it doesn't have that many yeah. this is this go on I'll, I'll i'll let you go sorry go on uh, so no, I'm not going to slate. I was joking about slate. <laughs> 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 okay. uh, okay. But uh, so this is Barracks Ilfin, which obviously we talked about. You know, you Barracks Ilfin is the uh, the top notch skyport. Mm-hmm. Two thousand points on the nose, eight drops, which is mm-hmm. relatively oh. high for KO list on average, and 132 wounds, which is actually pretty high as well. For KO list, it's, it's not high it's, in the game, but uh, it's high yeah. for KO without any allies or you know, yeah. over the warden units. Mm. Mm. Because you, you could easy you could write KO list under hundred, can you? All my yeah. KO lists are okay, so, I think so, around eight years or ninety. Yeah, years. right. So, and then for the uh, because this will go out on a podcast as well. So the people at home that are listening rather than watching, what the list is is. A navigator who's the general with storm caller command trait, a void stone orb artifact, and a chemist with staff of ocular optimization. Um, which obviously one of the heroes has to have that because it's about open. Four units of Archonauts, three tens and uh, one twenty, and then three Archonaut frigates, one of which has got Malefic Sky Mines, one with um, magnificent Omniscope, all of them got heavy sky cannons. And then three units of Aether Wings, which are allies. And an Ironclad with the Buoyancy Aid and Great Sky Cannon. And then Iron, t- Iron Sky Attack Squadron. So, I mean, let's start unpicking this. The obvious thing to unpick first, probably for me, would be Aether Wings. Because, I mean, we've talked about them on previous shows a little bit. Mm-hmm. But... To me, they are a great cheap unit for basically for chaff that's mobile for sitting on objectives and things. Is that why they're in the list? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I think these tie into me being high drop, right? You know, and mm-hmm. they they make me high drop and also help me defend and being high drop. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, look, they, they, these are too cheap, you know, 40 points, three units, mm-hmm. um, loads of movement in them. I like these because these allow me to progress the game without committing to the game, okay? Mm-hmm. So 
I'm high drop, you know, so that's a fear. People are going to make me go first. Um, people always want to try and uh, go second where they can, and people certainly don't ever want to be double-turned by KO, do they? So um, they quite often will um, will want to make me go first, which I don't mind. It's a general rule myself, not sort of play style. I don't mind going first, you know. People talk about the double all the time. Well, you've got to get it, you know, and the odds are in my favour, so crack on, right? Um so Aether Wings will allow me to go and take the objectives in the middle of the board, go and score all my points, you know, without committing my army, right? They allow me to go, right, uh, okay, it's my go. I'm going to fly high. I want to do, let's say, something really basic. I want to go on this flank with my whole army and shoot this flank, right? Mm-hmm. What about scoring all these objectives? The Aether Wings just go and do it, right? They just go, they score all my points. They probably don't hold anything, Um but they get me that score in turn one when I get on with my plan of killing stuff. They allow me to screen um, my boats um, without, you know, sacrificing Arcanauts or anything like that. Um, you know, if I want to turtle up in a corner against something fast, like um, like the Flayers, you know, which we which we seen, and you seen your friend, he 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 deployed um, in in that sort of manner against the army like that as well. So the um, yeah, they let me do all those things and that's the big thing for me the biggest one i would say is how i talk about they let me progress the game without committing any of my army i get to get going you know if you're given first turn it's the worst right when you're like oh what am i gonna do walk me lads up the board to get charged well guess what doesn't matter these wings are gonna do that you know what and they'll hang around for a long time um yeah you know, I know that like if there's a tall building, I love shoving, flying them to the top, you know, and they can strike out possible 18 inches anywhere to an objective, you know. I'll shove them right up here and they can be there. They can be there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think they have um, I think they have an effect on people where they also feel like they're getting the game going, right? Maybe they don't, you know, they're going to go second and they're like, mm, okay, well, you know, I'm doing all right here, actually. I've killed all his chaff. He hasn't got those no more. These objectives are mine now. I'm, I'm doing okay here. Whereas, really, they've done nothing right. <laughs> so, I rate Aether Wings a lot. Oh, just lost James. Yeah, I'll surely be back. Another thing with, with Aether Wings is even if, like, you send them on objectives... You said they're not going to hold the objective. That's for sure. They don't have a save and, and two wounds each. But it's one round or one turn where your opponent is committing his output into what forty point unit. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. You know. And what are they going to do? Start splitting fire or something? Or what if I don't <laughs> kill them? Splitting quite, they attacks. That that always pans mm. out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That never worked, right? So yeah, it's um. Yeah, they're good. They're good. I really, really, really rate them, you know. And it goes past that turn, you know. Say they, they leave one alive, you know, or they just move on the objective with their 10 lads and take it. Well, those three Aether Wings, they fly off somewhere else, you know, and mm-hmm. you position them um, for the next turn where they can strike back an objective, right? They can get something. Um, they can, you know, get to a certain area of the board. Maybe they threaten secondary objectives somehow, you know. You never know, so... Mm-hmm. But it's, um, deal with them, haven't you? you you've got to, you've got to do something, otherwise they'll be a pain later. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Jim would echo how annoying it is, you know, to play against them. You know, when they're, you know, like 
like Max says, they've got to be answered. So hmm. I, 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 I really, really like them. You know, the biggest part for me is they let the army just go and get on with flying boats around the board and shooting people, you know, and, and not worry about, you know, exposing themselves um, early on and stuff. So, I mean, they've got to be good because they're allies and you historically hate allies. So, <laughs> I mean, that's big time. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so they are uh, they are that good that I will not, I, I take them, yeah. So. I, mean, I remember the initial excitement when they went down to 40 points from people they are like, 40 points? Were you? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've tried them out myself and I, there's, um, I actually, I think that's something you need to learn how to play with as well because mm. they are essentially a, a very useful tool, but it's very easy to get into this trap of thinking, right, they're this thing I push forward so I don't have to push other stuff forwards. But in certain battle plans, in certain situations, actually you're better sometimes to push other stuff forwards and leave them sitting on your objectives if sure, if, yeah. if purely you want to zone out space. Because if you push, say, your Arcanauts forwards, which can obviously move forwards 10 inches, turn one, because they can auto-run six and Zilfin, then mm -hmm. um, they can actually be zoning out space. So when, for instance, the, the, the lesson, the way I learned this lesson was against IDK, which obviously run and charge turn two, um, which means they're getting across the table regardless. So if I, if, and I, but I deployed mm -hmm. with, my, with my Aether Wings in front, and my Arcanus behind, I should have deployed the opposite way around because if I push the Arcanus forwards, then well, they run across the table and charge, but they charge, they won't actually get onto the objective. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, they just went, they, they went round the April Wings because <laughs> yeah. they weren't big enough to zone out. Um, well, you're right, you're right, you made the other point where the Aether Wings can also, you know, if I go turn mm -hmm. one, they can stay on my objectives and, and tank them and while mm -hmm. I fly off, right, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, um, Jim's just uh, dropped out his internet's playing up, but you're back in two. Okay. So, okay, cool. No worries. Yeah, to to maybe conclude the, the Ether Wing topic, I I really rate Ether Wings, but not in KO. I love them yeah. in my Tempest Eye lists because I'm high drop in Tempest Eye anyway. I play all dispossessed because so and there's no battalion, so it's 12, 13, 14 units. So mm -hmm. I don't I don't care. I want a cheap screen. But in KO, what that's just my personal preference. I, I want to be low drop because yeah. I want to have the control of the game. I go or you go. Yeah. I just I just love that mechanic as a or that benefit advantage as a, as a player. It's just my mm -hmm. personal style, and that's as you said. If for wings, they just bring in your, they drive your drops up. Yeah. There's a weird thing about KO, which is they shouldn't need to control the drops. Uh, to, or to control the priority that much because like mm. like we mentioned at the beginning you can almost you can null deploy basically mm -hmm. because you just put you can just put boats in the corner and stuff so you yes. should, in theory you shouldn't need to you should you shouldn't need to but it's so much fun yeah. when you get a double yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes well that's the thing is the polarizing effect of the double turns um, it is we'll see that, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean that probably leads into the problem of the war blinding vortex list, whereas when they get double turn back, well, they don't get that double turn. Yeah, because you played for mm. it, and I mean yeah. the other thing about this list is attack squadron and the sheer amount of arcanals you have there. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it's essentially a board control list. I guess it's more. Um... 
it's more relying on the boats for damage. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think you know it's compared a frigate to a bunch of thunderers or something. You know, um, I think the personally the damage is quite comparable. Um, so yeah, and then like the Arkenal sort of fit in it, and they are they they can do what you said, yeah. So they can control a board, but also an attack squadron, right? They can very good at stealing objectives off people, or very good at getting further into the backfield, getting hold of things that maybe you know screens are being cleared out, charging really far. Um, yeah, you know, and they're pretty cheap. You know, four up save. Hopefully, we can get them in cover somehow and get them on a three up. You know, maybe they've got a re roll. I don't really like ever think that KO are particularly good at holding objectives. You know, they're more better at, at stealing them. So, yeah, mm. hopefully, that hopefully, there's enough damage here from the boats and the ironclads. And then I've got a bunch of um, bunch of cooldowns, you know, call them from an MMO point of view or whatever. I always talk about, um, the, the, one of my cooldowns being the Iron, Iron Sky Attack Squadron, you know, being able to move the boat, get the guys out super close, get them on a terrain piece, hopefully, always being aware of how far my boats are from terrain. You know, can they do their whole move and, you know, rush over and drop 10 lads out somewhere? Or, you know, the Iron Lads, you know, drop 20 lads out somewhere with um, the the Zilfen um, cooldown of doing it in the hero phase. So I think this army's got lots of ways to carry on playing the objective game, lots of ways to steal objectives back off people. So, yeah, that's what I like. And that's what I like about Iron Sky Attack Squadron overall, mm-hmm. what I like about Zilfen overall, because um, the throwing point and that point will bleed over to basically all the lists that we look at today. So Yeah, with, with all these things you just mentioned, you kind of arrange with the fact that Arcanauts only have 9-inch pistol range yeah fine. Because yeah. with the and that's what why personally uh i rate them as a as a screen as a chaff um, mm-hmm. but not f- for damage but once you can you know disembark after a move you'll be within nine on most battle plans if you uh put the 20 into uh, the ironclad and do the zilfin move you'll be within three inches if you want to mm-hmm. and now and then plus you put them on an objective maybe or hold within nine so you get a plus one to hit there's damage let's say damage it's not a lot yeah, of damage yeah, it, but there's damage not... you can you can make them work yeah mm-hmm. yeah and you, and you can just bring like a bunch more to up that whatever your target also getting shot by you know the three frigates in the ironclad right and the fact that yep. they're on whatever important objective you know we get these 20 guys out three away which is really easy to pile on objectives on 25 mil bases. You got a damn good chance of stealing, you know, something. Yeah, plus, big. plus, you can you can charge them in and yeah, yeah, shoot okay. and then still charge well, them on. Three d six charge as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, not yeah. the plan, but you know, yeah, in the other situations, yeah, yeah absolutely. And there, the ironclad can you know can move away or whatever. I don't know if like, yeah, maybe we go through the units and then it's all about what you could change in this a little bit. But this still, I'm looking at this and thinking, mm-hmm. oh, do X and Y, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So one one question I have is the the navigator. What's what's his role? Why is he the general, and and why the void stone orb? Okay, so um, great hero, right? All us um, Cardin 
fans, I'm sure we agree the navigator is really good. His ability is really, really good. Uh, half move on a flying unit. You know, I think this like shows up big time when you play against, you know, quite a generic look at Age of Sigmar army where there's a big flying monster and maybe the generals mm-hmm. on it and there's just one of them. You know, it's not a bunch of eels. You know, there's one more crusher. There's one terrorgeist, and it's half one archeon. Yeah. Archeon, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's half movements. Um, so I think that ability is amazing. He is the general because in Zilfin you can dodge the command trait and get to pick one. So we took Stormcaller, which you have to remind, is this the reroll one or the plus one one? Um, that was something I was going to check before the show. Yeah, I can never remember. Yeah, didn't you check, I Lee? I meant to I check, this is but the then I went for dinner and forgot. And the artifact one. Yeah. Because there's yeah, there's two different ways of buffing. I can never remember which way around. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. One of them is and one of them is So, Max um, just looks there. Max is checking. Yeah. Well, basically, look, it helps me get that ability off. Uh, I'm fairly sure it's a re-roll. You can re-roll, re-roll yeah. the dice. Mm-hmm. So it's a three plus with a re-roll. Really good mm-hmm. chance of it is going off yep. and me making sure mm-hmm. that that unit is half movement. So uh, I think that is just, like, really good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Voidstone Orb. So Jim touched on this earlier. I I like this because I know I can stop a key spell mm-hmm. at some point. You know, if if we're playing mm-hmm. like a really there's really early phase of the game, you know, turns one and two, and um, yeah, there's plenty of big spells out there. Yeah, a, b- a bail wind, bound germinates, a bridge, mm-hmm. you know. Some key Teclas is um, a good one, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it really puts the techless player under a bit of pressure what they want to do with their, their turn. Oh, the, 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 the five plus funeral pain from techless, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the, or the um, AOE, if he wants to do the damage one. Is he going to cast four spells? Is he going to cast one because he needs to get one off? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I found that to be effective when I, you know, maybe they make me go first or something. I get that in range of techless and then they're like, okay, what are you going to do? You know? Do you want to try and do a load of damage to me? Do you want to? I, I yeah. get to kick on something to stop. So I like that. And obviously, he's got a he's got a roll. He can roll one as well. So yeah, that, I I oh, really it's, like that combo. So solid choice, especially in the in the world we live in with these. What are they called? Spell casters, spell doms. Oh, yeah, yeah, those those magic people. Um, how do you how do you rate something I missed uh, earlier on? Was I really liked Endron uh, Masters when it first came out as well, yeah. and I've liked them for a long time, not just right at the start. I, I really, really liked that the hero. I loved flying the boats together. You know, being within one of the the wall, being with one of the ironclad. Me maybe rolling two d three plus one heals, three d three plus one heals. Maybe I lean into that even more and give it. You know, the trait to add one to the heals. You know, I found that to be pretty good at times, but not enough. So that's why I moved away from them in the end to the Navigator. And um, can I go off topic here? You guys are the KO experts of the world and what else is going on, right? Do we have we have we seen the Ironclad with like five of them in an, an Admiral yet? Because I I really like I just uh, want to try that. I don't think we've seen the, the Hammer Boat. The Hammer Boat. Hammer Boat. See, it's got a name. It's got a name. Yeah, it's uh, a gun holder with compartments, and you stick in a, an admiral and what three Endron Masters on foot? Oh, five. five yeah, you can you five. can put in five people in yeah. the in a gun holder. So, um, it's quite an investment, but them all getting plus one to it. 
and then uh, they can. It's it's fun, but I don't think it's the been viable in tournaments. In a tournament, I think was probably Dave Kane because I think he had two Endrum Masters, and then he had Arcanos in the. No, he had Thunders in the boat as well, and he had an Admiral to get the. Plus he had an Admiral. Game. Yeah, he loves his Admiral. He, he didn't quite go as far as having you know five Endrum Masters, uh, but no, not yet. It's one of those things that people talk about, but don't yeah, well, like, this right, I posed it to the chat once, and I. I basically um there's a black war scroll maker right you know whatever whatever it is yeah. so i made this like war scroll for you know what was this a thousand point model or whatever right and it was like what if what what do you think of this for a thousand points guys you know you can imagine the stat line right it's got mm. you know five gazers mm-hmm. it's got the, all the guns from the ironclad already and then it's got three. It's got it's got fifteen attacks, threes, threes, around one d three damage. You know, you, you'd snap that up right, wouldn't you? And it's got like loads of wounds. Can uh, teleport. Plus one thing. You know, if you six to be wounds, you lose this. Six wounds. Yeah, minus one hit, plus one save. You know, all, all this stuff. And you're know, like, yeah, this seems really good. Like a thousand points. Yeah, that, that's fine. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, quite off topic there, but yeah, I, I like them quite a lot to start with as well. I actually like all the heroes. Uh, the admiral less so, but I think this this list could 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 have an admiral as well. I think you could lose. Mm-hmm. Um, lose one a lot of the ether wings, take the triumph bid, and put an admiral in, help with the 20 archonauts in the boat, and some of the stuff that that can do. So, mm-hmm. hmm. the second question I would have because really I understand most of the choices here because it's you know, it's iron sky attack plus an ironclad for 20 archonauts in it, yeah, which kind of makes sense because you've got the zilfin move on the ironclad. And then you've got yep. three frigates that can go around and put Arcanos on objectives as well. Um, so then it's really the question is, and then, and then the, of course, the Aether Wings, we've we discussed what their role is as well. Mm-hmm. So the, the real question is really is about the heroes. So mm-hmm. we just talked about the Navigator and why you chose the name. I mean, Voidstone Orb is a great pick. Mm-hmm. We discussed it a little bit on the show. I can't remember which show it was on, but with Quan, because he was toying between that and Vent Plates. And it was like, well, Mm-hmm. The event place is good against some armies, but Voidstone Orb, like a lot of the shooting armies, still rely on a spell as well. So it becomes a better pick because it helps against those, those magic armies that don't have any shooting, and then the shooting armies still need the magic, like still has a massive impact on them as well. So Voidstone Orb's go. The chemist is he because he's. He's 90 point of fit. Is that what he's in? And because Staff of Optimization isn't that bad on him? It's not bad on him, no. No. Okay, no. So this list um, was no chemist, was less Aether Wings and an Admiral. But now I rate the chemist more since Broken Realms. Um, Yeah, look, his gold spend is really, really good now. Because he can buff the boat, though. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. he can buff the 20 archons inside. Yeah, he can buff those 20 archons, which he couldn't do before. No. Like, they would have to start yeah. outside the boat, in which case the Zilfram move wouldn't work. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that brings him a lot now. You know, he really helps you push the alpha if you want to. You know, you can mm-hmm. spend your... Because also, it's in the hero phase that it's done. So mm-hmm. it allows you to spend gold more efficiently in each phase. So I can spend mm-hmm. in the hero phase to buff a unit. And then, I can, and then in the shooting phase, I can spend me one. To also buff a unit, right? You know, I can get the re-rolls on the ironclad 
uh, you know, the, the, the reroll ones on the arc and all, you know, whatever whatever you want to do, really, it's uh, it's really good. You know, it's another way, like you just said, they can buff the boat, right? So the boat can, boat can keep its gold for longer for reroll saves. Like, the chemist opens up, like, way more lines of play now. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's amazing again. And, and since we mentioned the new guild triumphs, uh, I mean, the navigator, his one is that you can half lose the ability re-rolling it and still re-rolling charges and runs you don't need because the, the ships automatically yeah. run six but do you do you actually charge with your boats in this list yeah no so uh, no i would say is my plan one basic thing but yeah of course you do right you know that situation's coming up isn't it you know, you're going to shove the ironclad into hold stuff up. You know, you're going to put a frigate into tag something somewhere and end. So, yeah, it's, it's happening in the game, isn't it? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm to not... get that one or two mortal wounds from the bombs just to finish someone off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, spot on, spot on. Yeah, yeah, or just, you know, some attacks. You know, you got a bunch of guys in them at times, haven't you? You know, the clad charges got so many attacks, it's got the characters in, it's got all sorts going. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that would be something that in the list you could do you know you could quite easily decide that you know what i'm just gonna have um not have 20 arconauts and i'll take the batman ram on the ironclad you know mm -hmm. these 10 arconauts can walk around on the floor and hold objectives or scream for me every game um so yeah you could you could absolutely do that as well couldn't you because yep. i think you're right like he someone said it earlier it's not great buying the boy in ca right but it yep. also is quite good because <laughs> it does lots of stuff, but yeah, you, you you're stuck on a few few decent things for the ironclad, really. The the Borisiad is one of those things where it's a key decision moment in a, in a KO list, I think, whether you yeah. use it or not, because right. mm -hmm. it dictates a lot of things. Like you have that option there; it's in the back of your head. It's like, oh, if I took Borisiad, then I could put more guys in this boat and. But then there's yeah, there's other really cool options like the battle round and stuff. So mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like the gun hauler one as well to put the chemist in with the warp light and vortex. You know, mm -hmm. let him go off and do something. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is um, a list I really like, and I like. I spent a lot of time with Ko thinking about lists from a perspective of right well there's this many objectives on the table so i need these so many units and then rather than just like right oh, well, i want to do this thing where i go forwards and i put a warp lightning vortex down i was thinking about it more from a practical how am i going to deploy this list on the table and move forwards and then take objectives and hold things and you know physically have the units i needed um and yeah, so I went through a, a stage of, you know, writing this with lots of art clubs and aprons and stuff. And what held me back was a practical perspective of one, <laughs> where do you get your April wings from? And two is like, I, I really have to build and paint more frigates and stuff to play a list like this. Um, hmm. But because, uh, yeah, April wings is uh, unfortunately not something you can just go out and buy. Even, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. They're expensive, right? You know, they they really are. So, um, mm. yeah, I have converted mine, but mm. they weren't any cheaper. You know, I didn't like doing that. Oh, I'll just you know 
stick some fish on a base, you know, as which I've seen, <laughs> but, you know, no, no offense particularly meant, you know, but um, yeah, you know, I've made out of any clear expensive kit, but. <laughs> That's how I, that's how I like I like the allies when they're all matching you know, on. I thought that they, you know, obviously they're just like drones. They come out from the boat. You know, how my imagination mm. sort, excuse me, sort of led to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen your um, uh, your conversions. That they are cool conversions. Um, thank you, thank you. But uh, but yeah, it's really yeah, they're they're really cool conversions and. Um, no, there's something I um I really like to see that because if I was to put April wings in, I wouldn't. I would. First of all, it's not easy just to get the normal April wings. For second of all, I wouldn't be happy with that because I want to do my own conversions. I in fact I have played around with bits and that, trying to do some conversions. And I was even went to the stage of like, right, okay, I've got an idea of how I'm going to make it, and I'm, but it relied on using the uh, the deck sweeper, and that was like the tail. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, but so I tried mm. duplicating it because uh, getting lots of deck sweeper bits isn't easy either, and yeah, it just didn't duplicate very well. That's a really cool so, idea, though. That. That's really, really that'll be really sweet. I like that, like, yes. like peacock sort of size tail, isn't it? Yeah. Fantastic, that. So, uh, but uh, no, it's uh, it's a a, a, a perspective to come back to my original point is that the perspective of this is how to build a to build a list in this fashion is something I that speaks to me that I quite like. Uh, how do you feel about this list, Max? Just too many Archonauts. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I love I love the amount of ships of uh, not just Conholders, because these are mm -hmm. frigates in Ironclads. This is just an awesome army to see, I think. It's just, yeah. that's what you expect, KO, yeah. and it, they just show up with boats and boats and boats. Mm -hmm. um, the frigate, Outside of the Iron Sky Attack Squadron, I don't, I don't rate it because uh, it's just the shooting is similar to a gun holder, but it's so much more expensive. And the, the stupid ten people fly high rule, like yeah, that's one unit, but I can't even stick a hero in it uh, with the that, with the unit. That that's frustrating. just frustrating. Yeah, yeah. and the mm -hmm. and the underworks are not. Oh, they're awful. Um, but um. I'm two, two of them. I mean, two of them's damage stats is, is comparable to an ironclad, though, right? And we all like an ironclad. Yeah, I, I love an, I love my ironclad, and I know what the damage output of an ironclad is. It's just a frigate with basically the, the normal gun is just a gun holder gun with more range, and that's a bit, that's what cool. stops me from building my two frigates. I have. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, the normal gun is. Better than a gun or a gun there. It's got more range and stuff. It's got more range, but fly high, you know. Do I need hmm. 24? 18 is enough if I can fly high. Uh, but it's... I'd be interested to see this this work in, in Mornar, where the ships can run and still shoot first mm -hmm. turn. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, nice. you yeah. cannot do the Ironclad, deploy the 20 Arcanaut. But you can mm -hmm. still do because the Ironclad can do a, a pre-game move in, in Mornar. Um, and the, the Navigator, uh, then you get the whole of, I'm controlling the boat, like the board with all these Arcanauts. You want to charge me? I'm going to have your turn. And play that movement shenanigan game that you're already playing with the Navigator having the move of the flying monster. And then you're having his charge. 
and that'd be interesting. And the, the yeah. and, and I, I will say that right that moment I really like. I thought the the list that won whatever event it was that really did make me think a lot about them. And I thought that was uh, one of the really good ones that I'd seen. Sean Tubman in yeah. uh, that's the one. That's the one in New Zealand. I, I really really enjoyed his um his his talk about that on the Honest War Gamer as well. Well, he, he talked about it on this show. It is well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch that one. Throwing so. that out. Well, it was a much uh, better talk about it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch your back. <laughs> uh, cool. yeah. that, that list is. That list was cool. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm. I'm not painting another thirty archonauts. So ten, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I've uh, only played this with proxies. So. Mm. Okay. Mm. It's funny because the thing that holds me back is is the eight wings and frigates. I've got the Arcanauts, but I've got their painted there. There's no problem there for me. No, it's, uh, I mean I, I need a third frigate, but I have the Ether wings mm. or like the the real Ether wings by now. Yeah, okay. But it's interesting you said about playing this in in Mornar. I guess if you did, you'd kind of really want to have two navigators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's a cool list. Um, yeah, there's, I don't I don't know what I would change about it if I was to run it because three units of April wings is nice, so I don't really think I'd mm-hmm. want to it, And it's one. enough to actually screen out your entire, <clears throat> sorry, your entire army. Yeah, because Pretty I think when, when I tried playing with them myself, I only had two units and mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, I wanted a third. I, I, I you can get away get away with it with two units as low and then I, I wouldn't bother with one probably one is like a token like i feel yeah. some points isn't it yeah. um let's move on to one of the second list we've got to look at and then these are all variations on i think is it first of all first question is this the one we're going to see next week on on the battle, no. battle no this oh, this okay. one this one is oh this oh sorry yeah um yes this is the one yes this is the one. Oh. okay so <laughs> that's the point i, <laughs> I want to get see if i can correctly guess the reason why this is the one that's chosen is it because it's got a better not a better a wider selection of models in it and um, because you've got enough you've got the models yeah he's got enough arcanauts for this no paint aside this is this is the list I've played the most. This is the list mm. I have played um, with with slight hero variations. This is a list me and Jim have played mm. a lot. Um, yeah, I played this in a one day. You know, I, I won all my games. I think um, th- this is this is my my current favorite list. But I'm the, the third one we'll move on is tempting me a lot right now. So mm. yeah, I like so, this a lot. Let's let's look at the list. We have again Bark Zilfin. 1990 points now, so maybe a triumph in there. 134 oh, yes. wounds. Uh, that, is that more than the last one? I can't remember. Two more, but similar. Two more, but one drop more. Nine drops. So we have the same hero setup, navigator and chemist. Uh, we have two times 10 Arcanauts, then uh, two frigates, uh, all in the Iron Sky Attack Squadron, so only two of each. Uh, three units of free for wings again, and now we introduced two units of ten thunderers, all rifles, and then the the ironclad still with the point C eight and sky cannon. 
So I read this as, you know, Iron Sky attack squadron, obviously Arconauts inside the frigates. And uh, instead of the 20 man unit, you have two units of 10 funders in the Ironclad, which helps with deploying a 10 man unit on one side and then moving on elsewhere and still having the option to deploy more units mm -hmm. over there. Mm -hmm. uh, why, why all rifles on the funders? Right, right. I, I play this um, as sort of a default plan, I, you know, standing back a little bit. Again, often like high drop, often given turn one, often have to play quite cautiously to start with. Um, you're not seeing me alpha in or anything, doing anything crazy. So, yeah, I, I love the range on them. Um, simple as that. I don't. I think the um, the damage is comparable anyway, really. So mm -hmm. I, I don't see me ever doing the other thing, really, just because of the range and how it um, cut, cuts down my options there, really. So, yeah. Yeah. You could make an argument for a, for a Fumigator once you deploy them to get that minus one to be hit. To be with the chemist, another minus one to be hit. So to sure, have one yeah, unit yeah. to be a bit more like defensive, holding on our mm -hmm. objective a, a while longer mm -hmm. with a minus two yeah, to be hit. Cool. What's the range on that? Shorter, right? Uh, three nine. inches. Ah, uh, the, the shooting, yeah, shooting, yeah, nine inches. Shooting, shot, shot, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Just check it out and done something silly because that did sound really good. It's <laughs> <So. laughs> <laughs> a really good defensive thing, but it's, I mean, it's only. In melee as well, first of all, yeah, yeah, minus yeah. two tier. And oh. also, if we if we're going to talk about the rumors, maybe you can't be minus two tier with AOS three. Well, Ooh. if we talk about rumors, then there's a lot of things that don't work. For example, the well, battalion. The battalion. Yeah. <laughs> the battalion potentially, yeah, based on the rumors. Who knows? Um, yeah. So this, I prefer this list to the to the first one. I the funders gives Same. it a little bit more poke. Um, yes. and the extra range so forth. Yeah. we've talked about in, like in previous shows a fair bit about the the choice between one unit of 20 funders and two units of 10 with the mm -hmm. buoyancy aid and I know Max you've used one unit of 20 in the past but Con's quite a big fan of one unit of 20 Mm -hmm. We've interviewed Dave Kane in the past, and he was using two units of 10 in, in Baranar. I quite rate the two units of 10 from a flexibility point of view. We mentioned about how you can get one out and then you can leave one in the boat, or you can, mm -hmm. there's, you can also like get them both out, but you know, you put your ship sideways onto the enemy rather than you know facing them, and then you can get the one out one side, one out the other side, and they're actually like almost 18 inches apart. Like you can, you can get onto two different objectives doing that. Um, it's quite, which is quite cool. Um, I I agree on the flexibility. Mm -hmm. For me, it, it, it always was the drops, mm -hmm. and twenty you can buff easily, and mm -hmm. the special weapons in twenty just make so much more damage. Mm -hmm. Once you're out of the boat. Mm -hmm. Thing, as yeah. far as oh, sorry, Richard, were you going to say something? Yeah, I it's good discussion, isn't it? Like between the two, you know, um, you brought up the points that I like, so I don't want to be echoing them. Yes, I like mm -hmm. two tens, you know, mm -hmm. I like to be able to maybe bring one out. Um, mm -hmm. 
do exactly what you've you just said there about controlling two objectives comfortably do that you know yeah that, that, that's happened a lot you know the cool downs that i'm talking about it allows me um you know a few more options of stuff like that you know it does allow me to jump out two lots maybe grab two objectives uh so yeah re really really like that the um i like being able to shoot a unit of 10 and then see what's happened and then and then shoot the other unit right you know there's not always mm -hmm. a target to go around we shoot those 20 into whatever and no one likes split and fire right so mm -hmm. um I, I, I just really like that you know particularly if i'm playing you know, some sort of cautious start to the game mm -hmm. where the aether wings have done their thing and i'm off on a flank and um i blew a cool down on one of them to make something make sure something dies uh, you know there's, there's I, maybe I waste them early. I, I have to cool down for reroll wounds later on in the game. I use it on one, not another one. So yeah, I, I just I really like having the two tens. To be honest, it's mm -hmm. it's always been good for me. I've never thought I wish I had a twenty. Mm -hmm. To be honest, and even better now that the chemist could buff both those units. Right, if mm -hmm. I, if I needed to alpha, you know, the chemist mm -hmm. could give one reroll ones and the. Um, they could spend the gold on the other one to reroll wounds. So mm -hmm. I could sort of do it if I needed to. So yeah, um, I don't care about drops. So yes. <laughs> the thing is, if you as soon as you make the decision, if you don't care about drops, it opens up so many options in lists. Yeah, mm -hmm. so many. Oh, it's crazy, really. Um, Gonna say something about this. I can't remember what it was now at all. <laughs> um, oh, Richie, you like you mentioned that you both you and James have played this. So, James, I mean, what is what are your feelings on this, James? Is there anything we've missed that's really obvious, or you know, if you've got some what are your what are your key takeaways from like the way you play it and stuff? Uh, it's more about board control playing the mission. Um, it has more versatility, I think, than the Vortex. Like, if you played against this list, I think it can play anybody. It can go first in any mission. It can go second in any mission. Um, I think the Arcanauts do a lot of work. The Aether Wings do a lot of work. Um, the Thunderers and the 18-inch do a lot of damage. Um, people don't realise just how much damage they do to, like, little units they jump out and just blow up. Mm -hmm. Um Not much more to add, really, other than the fact that because this this is our favourite list, you know, this is probably where if it was a, if it was a tournament tomorrow, I would take this. I think mm -hmm. um, with a view to trying to win. Um, the chemist has got even better because of the new mm -hmm. gold triumphs. You know, that we had this list before. Uh, he's even better now, so mm -hmm. that makes the I think the argument like to his point, the two turns now is even better. Mm -hmm. Because I was super worried about the the battle shock on a unit twenty, even with mm. the spells around, you know. Um, yeah, and then you use your gold to make where you, you make your bravery worse when you use the gold and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you don't have a lot of CP in this army. Mm. Uh, Lumineth would battle shock them off the table. Um, mm. I think with, with the various debuffs and uh, two CP expenditure, um, mm. they would they would get you turn two if you're a beauty twenty. Um, but no, not much more to add, really. You, 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 you like dropped that. before when we talked about Aether Wings, Jim, right? I guess you probably played against me with them more. 
what would you say about having the three eighths of eighth wings? Yeah, three the three eighths of wings are like not key to the list, but they're like a huge part of being successful. You know, you push out, you stop, um, you stop, you stop a lot of alphas, you stop a lot of spell rages, you stop a lot of people um, getting away to the boats, they stop the people getting on your objectives, is what we originally sometimes like to do. Is put the two frigates on the objectives with ten archonauts behind the boat for the battalion, mm-hmm. and then the the eighth wings out in front, so the eighth wings push to the front of the, of the objective. So if you charge them, you still got eleven of it behind, mm-hmm. you know, so you can get in the boat and then fly high away because of the battalion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really key thing to objective denial early on. So I think that's another big part of what the list can do because of the eighth wings and having three. Allows you to do it on three objectives, of course. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you can't do it with the ironclad, but the ironclad can just sit on its own objective. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that's a really key thing to it as well. Yeah. Um, Another thing with the the first list that we discussed and the option of having a a admiral is just the uh, battleship immunity that yeah. he brings, which would be interesting for the twenty the twenty man. Unit obviously, yeah. I think if you're running 20, there's a strong argument for an admiral, isn't there? Like, you're probably mm-hmm. doing that just to make sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you're investing in that, that's your hubby unit, and you're worried about the power shock, and you just take an admiral, mm-hmm. don't you? And then the club, yeah, or the yeah. uh, iron sky. Come on, you do, you do need your no. CP, um, but his bubble is just bigger, right? It covers everything in the boat. Because the problem is when you get hit by the AOE spells, it hits everything in the boat. So it's mm-hmm. not just the thunders, is it? It's going to be a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, he's good. But I like the chemist and navigator is too good to take out, so you'd have to go to three heroes. Like, mm-hmm. So I think these two is probably the limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the other thing about both of these lists is two heroes. How do you feel about this style, or these style of lists playing on several places of arcane power? Favorite, not favorite. Not do, do, do you feel having? Do you feel having? Th- obviously, having three and lower drop is infinitely better. Having a dirigible suit game still. The dirigible mm-hmm. suit helps a lot with that because he can yeah. just fly onto one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I shoot theirs right. Movement. You know that mm-hmm. that's my game plan of that. I make sure their ones die. You know, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. um you just win them later on, don't you? You kill theirs, and then you get onto it when you say you control and hope that you've got three turns of scoring. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's the thing. You move the boat there, you're not scoring. To get out of the boat, they're not scoring because it's a setup. So you start mm-hmm. scoring the third round if things go wrong, and then you could use your zilfin cooldown, right? Get out. Oh no, you can't. Yeah, you could... because it's still a yeah. setup. It's still set so up, but they, um, you know, they cannot. Yeah. Well, you save one turn basically. But... Yeah. They can you they can deploy in the ship, get out. You could. Oh no, that's not a move. No, never mind. Yeah, yeah, That battle plan is just bad yeah. for KO because mm-hmm. everything's well, set it takes up. You two turns, right? yeah. But it takes you two turns, but you don't mind because you, if if you are doing that, and by turn three they're dead, you can move on to it. You've won anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's no panic. You just have to be mindful that the earliest is yeah, three. Unless they have a, you know, like a Morafi they can put on two. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, <laughs> score for, for free turns or have like a, a mission. 
Uh, maybe maybe I'm um, gonna sit there for two rounds. Maybe on Thursday you should play Pace of Arcade Power. Whoa. <laughs> keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys promoting a bad game for KO? <laughs> well, I no. think it would be an interesting game for KO players to watch. Like, I mean, Absolutely. I don't think there's much interest for KO players to to just watch you steamroll something. No. No, we're gonna make sure the challenge, absolutely. Um, I, I, guys, I hate that mission though. That that's a <laughs> that's a mission that's just like not on the list of missions to play because it's mm-hmm. poor, really poor. Uh, um I must say I played that battle plan, I think maybe eight times recently with my mm-hmm. zone list, and I think I've won each one each one of them. Because yeah. by now it's just like you need to okay, have the chemist outside, he's gonna run here. The other one's gonna run here, and the other one's gonna charge someone who's on the objective to get onto it and kill him. Mm-hmm. And then you can you can manage, but it's just, yeah, it's not a great it's not a great battle mm-hmm. plan. No. But yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Just just as a as a flip side. Yeah, you just put your stone horn on it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> Stone horns or gargans. Although I, I won against Mega Gargans on that one. Yeah, I've seen I've seen I've seen Tom absolutely drop it as well and lose with um four Stonehorn heroes on that one as well. Yeah. I just want to clarify when when Max said he won against Mega Gargans Gargans the place of Arcade Bower, it's it was because they didn't completely just change the way it scored every five yes. minutes. Yes. <laughs> They, they didn't play the... They didn't completely prevent you scoring at all. <laughs> Honourable, that's what no. that is. Honorable. Yeah. No, they only did that in their turn. Yeah. To switch between, <laughs> all, like, so the mancrews could score. Like honourable people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at the... Well, first of all, let's just remind everyone that if you want to see how this list plays, then mm-hmm. Thursday night, go to ju- your channel, Just Play, yeah. Uh, um, the link is in the description, um, and you get you can watch it play live, or against a, a, a as yet undecided opponent and battle plan. But well, we uh, know we know the opponent. Yeah. Tune in to find out. <laughs> we don't know the army. Top <laughs> opponents. So yeah, and, um, yeah, and look, we'll, and we'll talk you through loads of it as well. You know, we've touched mm-hmm. on some of it here, but you'll see situations come up in the game. You know, and hopefully it'll be of use to anybody. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'd be certainly interesting to see um, as a different style of list playing. Let's look at the. Uh, hey, can the I list. say right? Isn't it boss when you watch KO like battle reports or you watch a KO mm-hmm. like uh, match in a tournament and it's like turn one, the army can go anywhere you want, and you're like, oh yes, I know what I'm doing here. This is it. And then they pick the boats up and put them somewhere mad, and you're like, oh my, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> Why did they put it there? I watched yeah. one though, right? And they were getting out the boat wrong you know so you know what we, they were like i think i don't know if it was like they were getting out with the iron sky attack squadron after deep striking or something mm-hmm. i don't know what they were doing like what is he doing here what, what? Like, oh, what is... was that and a then, live stream well, it was a live stream yeah mm-hmm. it was honest war gamer tts yeah tournament. i watched the same one and i was like no they can't do that <laughs> yeah 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 i watched the first bit i was like oh my god what's he doing here and then i seen all those guys get out i was like ah okay stop watching this one so yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately this guy's got the rules wrong and i have no no diss on the guy you know lots of people have got the rules wrong you know about oh, you know, yeah. so which i'm sure you guys have covered to death on this but mm-hmm. yeah yeah let's look at yeah. the uh 
the list that's tempting you then. Come on. So this is oh, look at that. Two thousand points, slightly less wounds, 123, eight drops. Um you've got a chemist with collector. We all know how much Cron likes that. Oh, um, yeah. sta staff of ocular optimization, and then another chemist with spell in the bottle. Then a navigator of Voidstone Orb. Two times ten Arcanauts, two frigates, fifteen thunderers with rifles, two units of free uh free aprons, ironclad with buoyancy aid, an attack squadron, and warp lightning vortex. Woo. So this feels like a, a like a cross between your style of list and like the, the standard sort of KO warp lightning vortex list. Because you you yeah, but you're not using Iron Sky Command, but you still got the free heroes, and you obviously you got the Warp Lightning Vortex. You've already got the Ironclad anyway that you had in your other list. Um, but you, yeah, you're keeping Attack Squadron to get you know the movement shenanigans in there as well. Yeah, and the Aether Wings, of course, because you're high drops and then they help. So this is really tempting you. So what? The first question is. If this is really tempting you, why aren't you doing it? Such oh, a good warp light and vortex is right. So, so it, here's here's like the thought trains that's got me onto this. A lot of this actually, um, Jim has sent me at least something close to this in some ways. He certainly mm -hmm. he he was interested in taking the warp light and vortex a lot more than me. You know, he mm -hmm. uh, he was definitely looking at the results and thinking like, I like Warp Lightning Vortex. We should have Warp Lightning Vortex. Why haven't we got Warp Lightning Vortex? <laughs> and um, he's posted some lists to me that are very similar to this. I don't think exactly the same, but same gist, right? How we get Warp Lightning Vortex in? How do we do both? You know, that that's his thought. How do we do what we want to do while still mm -hmm. taking Warp Lightning Vortex? Now, for me, it goes back to the chemist getting better again, right? Like when the, once the chemist got even better, and I think, you know, this is a this is a KO podcast, right? You know, everyone's here for the tiny details, and I think it's just those that little push up. Wow, I think it's made them like really, really good. So, yeah, that that's what made me think even more and look at this again. And of course, right, the collector trick that um, your man loves, right? Like, it's um, it's great, right? You know, get all these. Still got me navigator. Still got me void stone arm. All mm -hmm. love. You know, while getting the spell on the bottle as well, not buying loads of extra um, battalions to get that far down. Um, it's just a sweet trick you can do in Zilfin, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah, I think I feel like I've still got everything I want. It feels good buying funders at fifteen because you know I'm, I'm not missing out on a max unit discount. So you feel like, oh, it's fine. I can buy fifteen. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, it's horrible taking the buoyancy aid at that number. Yes, yes, I was mm. waiting to say that. I yes. hate it's it. Absolutely, it's so, it. so painful. Like for those two models. Oh, mm. Why can they not go in the frigates? So it's, um, yeah, it, yeah, it's really annoying. I mean, but, there's a, there's the old, the old trick of being under strength unit, taking 14 funders. Yes, mm. because only but, really, ah, yeah. it's too dirty, right? It just feels wrong. It does, doesn't it? So when we were going to Masters last, when we were thinking about going to UK Masters last year, um, Zinch Flamers was just going to be like the dominant list, right? You know, me and Jim, we're, we're going to take Zinch Flamers probably. Um, and JP was going, and he was probably going to be playing um, 
OBR. So there's the three of us, you know, in the in the sort of the, the team chat for Masters. And he was like, I'm taking unit to 19 more tech guards to so the flamer. Just don't get plus two to hit. And I'm like, <laughs> oh I said it. I said it to him. Like I said, JP, you need to be taking 19, really, don't you? Like, and he's like, yeah, I suppose we can do that. Uh, yeah, is that right? <laughs> you know, mm. it's so awful, isn't it? So, it's gamey, isn't it? Yeah, That's I, 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 after that, after coming to that conclusion, um, I think I'd just say in my tournaments, now I might say no on the strength unit, you know? Mm -hmm. So, it, the rule, it's meant to be there because you don't own them, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's one of those interesting things. Like, there's a guy called Matt that we've had on, on the show a couple of times, or a few times, and he's really against it. But Cron, obviously, he won with the old book using 14 funders in a frigate. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a, 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 a breadth of opinions here on Apricast about it, and I'm always going back and forth on it because it's like 14, like... Yeah, the navigator doesn't need to go in the boat. He can do his thing from 36 inches away. It's like the chemist who's been in the bottle obviously does need to, and then the other chemist he probably doesn't need to go in a boat, does he? You just stand on an objective and do nothing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So like you could do it and then it's like, well, but then should you? It's a no for me, but yeah. it's the rules. Would never begrudge anyone doing it, obviously. So, except yeah. I, I think I, I wouldn't allow it in my event. And that after thinking about that last year, I haven't run a tournament since then. But mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's certainly something to to, to consider because if you practice playing a list like that and it's key to your list that you've got fourteen, and then you go to an event and there's like you don't read the pack from it, they're like, no, you can't take on strength units, or you just read it and you're like, well. Well, the list I practiced, like, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. It's tough as well. Yeah, you know, obviously, unfortunately, that's you should read your tournament pack, right? So, yeah. <laughs> but you, even if you have read the tournament pack, it's like, well, you've been playing that list at other events and practiced yeah, it yeah. and stuff. And then all of a sudden, right, I've got to play a different list in this tournament. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, people, people, people hate, people hate comp, don't they? So. so, Tom, what were you trying to say there? Just saying, you try and find damned and get that D three mortals and kill one of you guys off. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, was you want you want to start them in the boat though, don't you? So that's the trouble. Sure. But uh, I mean, the really the thing is though, I mean, it's buoyancy aid, and then it's like, well, you could take battle ram, which is pretty good. You haven't, yeah, and then it's you know, you've got to be really aggressive with your ironclad then. Ooh, well, you, you could even take the like, the plus two well, the because you have word. no you have no in all these lists there's no healing the boats. Mm. Yeah, so plus you know, two wounds, just, twenty just, wounds on a free plus, it's not bad. Yeah, mm -hmm. we just found in the end, you know, we just weren't we just weren't using it that much, you know, yeah. from having plenty of healing. You know, it just it just wasn't coming up for us, Jim. Was it enough? No, no one ever targets the boats anyway. Because you could three up rerollable, or you could um, four up rerollable. You frigate and like people just people just target stuff inside, like with spells and like um, with charges and mortal wound charges that kind of stuff. We just felt like there's rarely ever a time that we mass healed the boats and it mattered. Like mm -hmm. the fly high is the only thing you, you worry about, right? Like do, if I go below yeah. the threshold and I can't heal, but mm -hmm. after about turn two, I don't need fly high too much. So if it happens, I'm not overly like. 
worried about it, yeah. but obviously it, you, you try and keep it. It's interesting because I find in my matches often people try to like stop the boat from flying high because it's tucked in a corner and they nowadays there's a lot of mortal wounds flying about. Yeah. So yeah, I have a gun holder next to it, but I always keep forgetting that rule that he can <laughs> shrug wounds. Yeah. And uh, and then it's it's handy when he's down to eight wounds and seven wounds and just say, okay, I heal three with the Ender Master, D3 with the one inside, another four pluses on all these Ender and Riggers I have around. Oh yeah, I'll call him back to 18 wounds. That's good, isn't it? All, right? all, really... Everything you've just done was Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what so why do it? Because people don't know. What's your opponent? What's your opponent doing there? You know, it's, like yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. It gives you that option. I, I, I love it. I love it. I think it's the healing is, it's, it's good. Healing's hard to be good in Age of Sigmar, isn't it? You know, it's so mm. rare. It's good. You know, I think, mm. I think in this, it's, it's pretty damn close. I think uh, Glutos's one is good enough, and um, yeah, previous to that was like pretty good in old um, Sylvanath, where you could do like. The D6 one and the 2D3 uh, with the Lariel, so it was pretty good then. But yeah, it's being yeah. It's rare that healing's good. I mean, mm -hmm. you could you could spell on a bottle a life swarm, <laughs> but that's yeah. been pushing it. Um, yeah. No, but what mm -hmm. I find is it, it allows you to put the ironclad somewhere isolated, and it can it can weather a charge mm -hmm. where people run in into it and charge it because I always keep my Andrew Master in, behind it, like within yeah. an inch, mm -hmm. and then it's just okay. He'll back up, go somewhere else. Because he does the fixed, he does the fixed three. The guy, he does suit, the right? straight, yeah. straight free. Yeah, I love the suit guy. Plus, the, the, the ironclad heals itself one wound, so it's not true. There is healing in this list. All the yeah. boats heal themselves one, yeah. one wound. Yeah, which is five wounds over over a uh, a game. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, the token one wound healing is. Uh, nice but uh, it's very rarely going to make a difference isn't it but, uh, yeah well it could be it could be that six or seven wounds for fry yeah. high you know could be yeah um and then the other option that you could like if you went down to 14 you could have the last word which mm -hmm. no i don't but it's, it's, <sighs> it's ram or ram for me is the one you mm -hmm. want if you can not take buoyancy yeah. the last word is just because it's only the main gun that's annoying and it's not yeah. the one that does most damage. <laughs> if it would be yeah, everything. So, the, so, so I like this, you know, I've got the Walt Lightning Vortex or I've got Darkfire Demon Rift, right? You know, mm. I've wrote, I've wrote Walt Lightning Vortex, but is it Darkfire Demon Rift? Darkfire is, it's great against, like it's, it's fantastic against Lumineth. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you do 15 multiple wounds to every, every unit. Yeah. Do you um, think, do you think we need the help against Lumineth, though, Max? No, I played it no. in my first game against Lumineth just to try it out, and I like I deleted the army in, in two turns just with that because I gave away the priority to two, and then just moved it across the entire army again, and that was that was game. Game. Okay, yeah. Um, I I like it, but I I would not choose it for a tournament list because against units that don't have that many casters or are relying on like one or two casters. It's not doing as much, mm -hmm. and then you spend a battalion and artifact, the cost for the spell, on a matchup against I don't know Deepkin where it's doing D three mortal wounds. We have a we have a phrase that's almost becoming a catchphrase on the show. Which is, 
situationally good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas the warp lightning vortex is always good. Always good because it stops mm. running, and that's maybe it's even the better part of the of the vortex. It's not it, the yeah. the mortal wounds are cool, but as we said, I'm 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 big at rolling ones on on those. Uh, but it's just the no run, which can prevent an opponent from and getting no onto your objective. Well. For me, no fly. always yeah. good because it has to be respected. Like that, that's it for me. You know, mm -hmm. I put it in my list. They've got to think about it. Mm -hmm. They've forced I mean, people, absolutely. forced people to do things wrong, keep things Messes out of their range. It's, absolutely, it's a, yeah, it's amazing. For that. Because... Messes with the deployment. It messes with their with their head. It's and if it's just something you pull out like turn three without a fly high, just boom, here on the objective. Oh, you're sitting on this objective with your 30, I don't know what. Okay, I'll just put this on top and you yeah. stay there. Mm -hmm. Have you guys thought about using um Mark's Mighty Mushroom instead? Um yes, uh... yeah, I did. Uh, and I didn't. It was <laughs> It was quick. Same. I looked at, mm -hmm. at it. Uh, I liked it. And then I, I said, nah, Mortex is I don't, still, I don't, I don't think it's still situationally right. good again, right? You know, good against some yeah. targets. But I don't think it's right in this meta. But if if there were if there were to be a meta where hordes come back, I think rolling your dice for every model within eight, I don't know, five or six more wounds, that could be massive, right? Like yeah. it, your gids, like that would just be that. I mean, that would just decimate you. But then the flip side is, is that you, know, you can play against really low drop, low model count armies, and it doesn't do anything. So I suppose it's mm -hmm. situational. No, there's um, similar options as well that do that roll for every model type thing as well. Like um, mm -hmm. I mean, purple sun, you fly over a unit and then you roll for every model in the unit, um, and then there's lane. Which is yeah. interesting because, yeah. um, yeah, just, like just the, with the mushroom, it's, it's it's not every model in a unit, it's yeah. every model within eight. So, it, it's I think it's like a 66 range or whatever. But if you've got the Zilfin move, then you can stick it right in the middle of someone's army mm -hmm. and they've got 100 models and they're all within range. That's like 33 mortal wounds on average. Mm -hmm. That's I mean, that's devastating, yeah. But, but after all, for your own, though. Well, yeah, but it's a, you, you still can move, and then you stick it in the in the middle of their army. It, it doesn't move, so they have to be. Yeah, but then you roll, then you roll your sixty-six, and you're like, sixty-six and get a six. I think the strength is that it doesn't come back on you at all. You know, you drop mm -hmm. it, and you're safe. Purple sun comes back on you. Geminids comes back on you. Mushroom mm -hmm. kills your own guys. Mushroom um, doesn't move though. Mushroom doesn't move, so once, once it's down, it's down. Yeah, but pff, you already need to hit your boys once, you know. Yeah. True. But yeah, it's, I mean, I think that's the mm. trade vortex, isn't it? It doesn't move. It comes down, stuck. Yeah. It can still hurt your own guys. <laughs> you can charge can. into it. It can. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, on you. yeah. That's what I'm talking about now. Yeah. Like, I really need to kill this guy. I'll charge inside. Boom. I mean, Blew up my own unit. It's one of the things I love about Care is there's so many options, and then this this one artifact just gives yeah. loads. Of, I've gone through every in the spell, yep, in the game, and I'm also now looking at like, ooh, 
bound shards of Valor, Valor mm-hmm. or whatever you pronounce because it's like yeah. well, your opponent doesn't get a chance to move it with the bound and there's no extra points and that's like half move and your opponent it's good yeah so there's so many options and there's just going to be key being options with spelling the ball there's a lot of movement options you know the what's it called uh realm scourge rupture mm-hmm. in in monar with the staff you like quarter a move your opponent yeah and half <laughs> charge like he's not getting into your boat yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that there's a, an interesting thing about spend the bottle though, which kind of makes you like you're like, okay, in my first turn, gonna fly high in my hero phase, put the spell out, and then that means you've used your hero phase, hero phase, fly high. So, like this list is tempting you. If you were doing the other lists, how often would you actually be using that hero phase, fly high, turn one? Oh, like never. Yeah. Yeah, never. Like, is that a key consideration for you then? That if you yeah. take this list, it's going to pretty much be forcing you to do a turn one rather than let you save that hero phase fly high for later in the game when it might be more useful for getting objectives. A lot of, a lot of discipline to your play there, isn't there? Really, mm. you know, you have to. Are you comfortable that they have spent their deployments? Doing what they needed to about warp lightning vortex. Have they thought I'm going to do that because it's in my list? They've thought he's going to go. You know, can I can I let him go first? What if he warp lightning vortexes me? You know, mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to be happy that all that has happened, and then maybe just get on with my normal plan and not do it right. So, mm-hmm. um, but then maybe it's too tempting, right? You know, I, I yeah, you go to a tournament. And uh, you got to get five wins, and some of them are not going to be against people who are on the same level as you. And you just need to capitalize on them sometimes, right? You know, sometimes someone's going to do something that's going to be bad, you know. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go first. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna let me go first. I'm gonna choose to go first. I'm gonna do warp line and vortex. They're gonna kill loads of their army, you know. And, and we'll just get that game, you know, in in the bag, right? You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I hope that explains it. You know, I think you just got to be happy maybe that it's done all these other things to them in their mind and their deployments and mess with their game plan enough that I can just then quite happily carry on with mine and um, and have that warp lightning vortex for a bit later on maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I really rate having that cool down to steal objectives later. Like that's mm-hmm. it. Basically, I'd, you know, it's it for me. You know, when I play people who know everything that Caradon do, know how I get objectives, know, you know, just get on them, sit on them, score against me, you know, and put put me under the cosh. Like, I think, uh, yeah, I think you need them. You need that, and you need the attack squadron to get those objectives back off people like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not surprising that, you see KO players tabling their opponents and then losing the game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I know Kron's done it. Not we we mentioned it earlier. Like he did he's done it in this tournament that he's at this weekend. Yeah. But I know he's done it in the past as well. I've seen people on Facebook saying, like, oh I, I tabled my opponent, but I didn't I lost the game, but at least I tabled my opponent. Mm. Would you have rather won the game? 
So, and it's yeah. it's yeah. We sent and we've spoken about your po- people learning how to play against KO. And once people start realizing that like, you sit on objectives, keep a model within three inches of the set like of the objective, you know, the center of it, and then that means you can't fly high onto it. It's yeah. huge. And, and then, then when see, you start knowing about, you know, stopping the attack squad and stopping the, the deep strike, you know, making sure that there's no space even to go within three onto it, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it, get, it gets super hard for you because we're no good at holding them, right? Like we're really mm-hmm. bad at holding objectives, you know, it's not 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 a good army to keep hold of one for a long time and mm-hmm. defend it, right? So, you know, I might blow, if I blow cool down, steal an objective, then get to double them, like... You just end the game, and I'm not talking about killer models. You know, I um, I've played where I've blew cooldowns to steal someone's home objective. You know, on a four point one, and then yeah, won the priority roll and scored it again. You know, and like mm-hmm. it's hard to come back from that, right? In games, you know, especially once I'm and I'm shooting them twice and I've scored, you know, eight plus points. It's just. Really, really tough for people to answer. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we chatted with uh, Phil McGuinness about uh, ages ago now, I think it was, when, and he was using a tax squad. And he just, I think it was, it must have been on Battle for Fala, no, no, Battle for the Past, sorry, uh, both with being, um, and yeah, and just getting that four points, like yeah. it's huge. Yeah. Um, and people don't necessarily even expect it. So, you do it with both units of Arkanauts, like both frigates. It's 20 models onto an objective. Yeah. That's not insignificant. No. Um, so it's just key, it's just key having them position, right? You know, yeah. you've got a frigate, um, and what what do we do we have 12, right? Yeah. Yeah, 12 and 14 with the one with the uh mm-hmm. with the omniscope. So you know, you've got the omniscope one moving 14, you know, it's auto running st- also running, you know, mm-hmm. at 20, they're getting out within six, you know, you're putting your boat on the board, right? And then you're measuring, aren't you? What objectives mm-hmm. is it in range of? Keep as many as I can, you know, within 26 of it or whatever. And all of a sudden I'm like, gone. And I've, I've done, you know, 10 models on an objective, three away from the enemy, right? It's like, yeah, so good. Yep. And does your opponent know that? <laughs> Even if you tell them? Yeah, like, are they seeing that line? Are they seeing, you know, I'm seeing that line, I'm setting up for it, right? But are they seeing that, God, he's he's threatening my objective all the way over there with 10 models going into terrain on a three plus with a re roll, you know? Mm. They might not be right. (laughs) Because what they've got to do is A, see that that distance is passable, and also see the fact that a unit that isn't even on the table. Yeah. Mm. It's like sitting on a, you know, off off the table because it's inside the boat. Will you know? Will is the thing that will cross that distance as well. Yeah. And then, a, then a double, and then it scores me at twice. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah, maybe end the game. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. This whole conversation. All my list, be- I think, are better at winning games against people who probably know what we do to some degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least it's like even harder to stop us doing the objective stealing in these ones. So this whole conversation is just making me think, why haven't I painted my frigate yet? <laughs> Same. 
I, I don't think frigates are great, honestly. Like, I, you know, I surprised that you know, like the week. I was surprised that them compared to gun haulers, really. You know, I the, I compare two to one ironclad. That that's that's my way of of comparing them, really. You know, mm-hmm. look how many wounds there is there. You know, a lot more wounds, and obviously the saves are different. There's there's loads of subtle differences, but you know, they're the things that I look at. You know, still loads of wounds. Um, I've still got eight uh, carbide shots. I've got 2d6 shots averaging seven, so averaging one more than the one. Yes, I haven't got torps. Yes, I don't have this one big thing that's immovable, you know. So they're not completely comparable, but that's 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 more my 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 mindset on them. You see? So um, yeah, I, I like frigates, like and um, yeah. But it's done done me well enough so far. I, I would. I think my first tournament I'll go to, I'm going to take Carrigan because you know yeah. I just love them. So <laughs> yeah, as long as long as you know nothing's changed too bad and they're still playable, then um, then I can't wait to can't wait to get out there with with this list or the or the previous one. So yeah, I'd play I'd play this one th- Thursday maybe, but I don't have a water lightning vortex. I want to make yeah. one you know that are like um, World War Two sea mines. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been working on today is mine because I up until now I've been the few games I have been managed to get in with coronavirus and that I've been borrowing one, but I've been uh, I'm making like uh, you can't see it because I'm like my screen is really small, but it's like an anchor with a chain and then a balloon, the orc tractor cannon, yeah, um, like you're shooting the lightning so. Yeah, I think we covered we've covered your list. We've talked about your general thoughts and things. So I think we can sort of wrap up the show now. Um just lastly, remind everyone that if you want to see not this list, this list in action, then you can uh, check it out on your channel on Thursday. Uh what time is it? What time do you start? 7 p.m. Um, GMT UK, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. If you're in Europe, and you know, if you're somewhere else, then you can work that out. YouTube, <laughs> you, if you click on the click on the video, then YouTube will tell you what time it starts. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that would be cool. I'm gonna be watching, so you can chat to me at the very least. <laughs> and Max, I assume you'll be watching as well, Max. I'm expecting, oh, I'm expecting like smoke coming off you, off you. Just, <laughs> oh my god, is it? Oh my god. Yeah, I'll be, I, all I know is there'll be smoke coming off my fiance. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be, yeah, she would be happy that I'm watching the Power Pop for three hours. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and um, yeah, lastly, one other reminder is Aphacast Dice are on pre order still until the 9th of May. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Guys, I am in yeah. love. I'm in love with the gold ones. The gold ones look unbelievable. Like I, you sent me a link, and I was like, "Oh, classic KO dice or whatever." Clicked on it, I was like, "Bang!" Instant buy. Like they were <laughs> like, yeah, everyone needs to buy them, and then that way we can just they can be like dice pros. I'm, <laughs> I'm such a miserable, boring dice roller, me. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's one thing I did notice about the battle cross. They're all just white dice. Yeah, and I'll, we, need I'll, I'll. we need the black. We need, right, right now with our setup, we need the black pips to make it stand out. You see, so mm. it's just like a simple one. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm, in, I'm in discussions with Richie at the moment because I, I feel like people want to uh, get in touch with us and and um, I've seen with, with another battle report, they uh, feature other people's dice, like you know, club dice and stuff, mm -hmm. in discussions because I want to use them and they don't have black pips. So, mm. yeah, I mean, those, those are ongoing. I, I want to use the cast ones on when, when I start playing, which is next season. Yeah. So, cool. I'm just excited for them. Surprised you don't have any just play dice. I know, right? For the future. Yeah, I know, isn't it? It's funny. <laughs> I, have, I, have gray, I only roll grey and green dice myself, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, project for the future just play dice, obviously. Your ones but, are really nice. Yeah, I agree. Very tempting. They're always tempting these dice, then I think mm -hmm. I'm just going to go back to rolling my boring D6. The other thing is, there's only so many dice you need, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, but you yeah. you collect dice. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> the amount of dice I have and the amount of dice I use is <laughs> quite different. Yeah, it's it, right? Enjoy the show, buy the dice, show the dice, show the support, you know, and you've yeah. got them like in the collection. It's just boss because I love seeing people's dice collections and all the different ones and what they're all from, mm -hmm. and it, it is cool. Like, yeah, I love I love giving also at tournaments like give yeah, out your dice yeah. to your opponent. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice gesture, and you get something back and then you meet later on you meet someone else from that team and he's like yeah i got your dice already like you know mm -hmm. i'll roll this for priority definitely <laughs> yeah i yeah no one offers me dice because they see what i've got to give back and just so like <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep this <laughs> i get a bit of cracker <laughs> uh, no i mean my first one I ever went to, someone gave me dice, and I still use them. I use those. They're like my because the the ones that you only have one or two of, they're like your special ones that you use for keeping score, or command points, or whatever, aren't they? Or roll yeah, systems, so they're cool. So, but yeah, um, let's wrap up the show because it's yeah, nearly three hours now. So, well, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we barely scratched the surface and talking about care because we've only talked about like your lists and stuff. But oh well you know maybe another time or something but uh thank you guys for coming on been a pleasure to have you um max as always great to have you on the show as well my steadfast <laughs> felix to my go trick well thank you very much for <laughs> i'm felix yes i'm felix in this in this uh relationship <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll have to talk about this <laughs> yeah sorry mate but yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you to everyone that's been watching. And uh, yeah, if you like the show, please hit like and subscribe. Yeah, and it's see you again soon, Skyfarers. Goodbye. Bye. See you soon, everyone. <laughs>